Hello, everyone. Welcome to Tell Your Prize, which is always cool, a podcast with a dark secret. And you may remember I did get shot last episode, um, but I'm fine. Oh, that's good. Yeah, um, and I'm fine with your friend and mine, Molly. Hey, hi, it's me, Molly. We got Luke with us. Oh, there's your dotes and dozy dotes and little lambsy divey. <laughs> Kiddly divey, too, wouldn't you? <laughs> If the words sound queer and funny to your ear, a little bit jumbled and jivey, sing mares eat oats and does eat oats. oats. And little Can't rhyme oats with oats. Lambs eat I've been purified back, by baby. the fire of murder. <laughs> Why do you both know this song? <laughs> he sings it like 50 fucking times. How do you not just memorize it through osmosis? Why would I memorize it? I, I, I couldn't help memorizing it. <laughs> also, it's in like a lot of like old cartoons and movies. Okay, see that that answer makes much more sense to me. <laughs> like I, I don't like know the fucking other twice. song he sings in this episode. Oh, get, I, you I don't, don't know. Get happy. To, I don't know. Get happy. I was going to. Uh, do that, but then I was like, I th- I have a feeling Luke's going to. I was really to. torn between whether to do that or to uh, be the waiter, but I didn't really know how to do that. So much of that performance is silent, yeah, I didn't a, really know how physical. to do it on audio. It's gonna be, yeah, it would be very difficult to to capture truly the, the brilliant performance by this old-ass man. Oh my god. But <laughs> Luke, what have you been doing? Absolutely <laughs> fucking nothing. I just finished a 68-hour work week. Oh, you're done? Uh, yeah, today was the last day of it. I'm so glad. I'm so fucking glad. How many days do you have off? Uh, four. Thank Christ. Yeah, uh-huh. I, yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. That was rough. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. I have worked and I have played more Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, so they finished up... You know, you know, a lot of competitive games have, like, seasons these days, you know? Yeah. And yeah. usually, like, when a season ends, you get, like rewards based Thanks. on how well you did during it, right? To incentivize you to play a lot during the season, right? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Well, at least for uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duel Season 1, the rewards were jack and fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Wait, is Season 1 over? Yes. What? I don't know if it was just short that because it was the like first one or what, but yeah, it only lasted like a couple weeks. Oh, I wonder if they. I wonder if they're just going to do it monthly. Maybe, yeah, that might be the idea. Because it is. Because it is February second as we record this. Yeah. The uh, the reward. Everyone was... currently listening to the episode that came out today is going to know how hoisted I am. Yeah, yeah. We'll get to how hoisted yeah. you are momentarily here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the only reward is that you don't have to start at the bottom of the ladder. You start one tier down from where you finish the season at, which. I yeah. think is actually an anti-reward, because now I can't earn rewards from graduating from bronze to silver. 
Mm, yes. <laughs> mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Sorry, mm-hmm. you have to become a Yu-Gi-Oh professional if you want to keep getting rewards, Luke. No, I think I have to become worse at Yu-Gi-Oh to keep getting rewards with the structure they have set up right now. If they go backwards, are they going to give you those rewards, though? Oh, definitely not. I'm just saying that, it, like, Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. Right. But I'm saying right now, if you, like, were at the top of the leaderboard this month, you got no rewards and you just got busted down to, like, the top of gold tier... And you can get some rewards if you, you know, fight your way back into platinum. But someone that got busted down to bronze gets rewards for getting to silver and gold and platinum. Right, that, but that still only happens the one time. Presumably. I don't think it does. I think it happens on a seasonally basis. Oh, okay. Well, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe just don't play for another three seasons I, and get knocked down to bronze. I think they uh, Konami'd it up. <laughs> no, there's no Pachinko machine. Yeah, I guess there's no pachinko machine. I mean, there's card packs are not very They're, far away from pachinko machines. Oh, there yeah. has to be a Yu-Gi-Oh pachinko machine. I'm Googling machine. it now, oh, no, but yes, I know in my heart that you are right. And also a Yu-Gi-Oh card that is like a pachinko machine. There is a Yu-Gi-Oh yeah. card that's a slot machine. I don't know if there's a pachinko machine specifically. My dad used to have a pachinko machine. Nice. Just in our house. Pachinko machines are, listen, they're... Get, you know, gambling is bad, and, like, gambling yeah. companies are bad. Pachinko machines are cool, though, just conceptually. Like, I like how they look, and I like watching pegs hit balls and whatever. Look, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> you can't say it like that. No, you're right. <laughs> you can't. You can't. You really can't. I already, though. <laughs> Listen, I got absolutely <laughs> dead air in response to me saying that pachinko machines are mechanically neat. No, they are. No, you're right. I'm sorry. And so no, I just started yeah. filling air with whatever words could rise to my mouth in time for me to say them. Well, I'm glad so I, I didn't said I like that. when pigs hit balls, and that's where we are now. <laughs> Anyway, sometimes the pachinko machine we had at home, if you did too good at it, it would just keep requiring you to, like, feed more of the balls into the back of it so it could pay them out to you. Great. Yeah, we had um, a slot machine at one point uh, at home. I don't know why. For the same reason y'all had a pachinko machine. And if I remember right, you could, like, open it up and you could, like, program the odds on it so you could make it, like, more or less likely to hit a jackpot. Oh, that's cool. We had also a slot machine because my mom is a gambling freak. Mm-hmm. I I would want to go do uh, the thing in Japan where you do a pachinko parlor and then you like turn it in for like a box and then you put bring that box to another place that then gives you money. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I just want to do that uh-huh. once. It doesn't have to be for a lot of money. I I just want to do. You just it. want the experience. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. I don't have anything to say to that. Yeah. Anyway, I did. Yu-Gi-Oh continues to be a very mixed bag, but I did have a great fucking game where I got reduced to 200 life points and then came back and I posted on Twitter and uh, I'm the greatest Yu-Gi-Oh player to ever be born, basically. So true. So true. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I support you, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> this is a bad habit. Uh, that we shouldn't let you get back into, but you already are. Yeah, so, it's way too know, late for that. Way too late for that. Even I quit Magic. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. But I still look at the new cards and I go, oh, this looks like shit. <laughs> yeah, see, my, like, driving 
like motivation in Yu-Gi-Oh, and it has been every time I've returned to it as like an adult, is uh, all I want to do because they don't like rotate cards out. All I ever want to do is build decks with shitty old cards that like the children that Yu-Gi-Oh is aimed at uh, have never fucking heard of before and then figure out how to win anyway, even though they're really underpowered these days. Yeah, nobody knows how to use Jinzo. And it definitely like, it doesn't work that often, but when it does, oh, it's the sweetest fruit. <laughs> God. The most delicious nectar. Well, well good for you. <laughs> um, I, I also recently saw... I feel like because I wrote the phrase Yu-Gi-Oh in like the episode notes, I then got like a Yu-Gi-Oh TikTok. Great. Haha. <laughs> um and it 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 showed that there is a a new thing of cards which were our sushi boats. Uh-huh. I'm going to look up these sushi. Well, I haven't seen those in the card look- game in the in Master Duel yet. Sushi sushi boat Yu-Gi-Oh. Take a look here. Oh yeah, those are just sushis. Yeah. Are, yeah, are they cute that's... little guys though? No, they're like giant sushis that are being like transported on cargo ships. Oh. Yeah. That's not cute <laughs> at all. Weird. Yeah, when when Ashley says sushi boat, she doesn't mean like a way of serving sushi on a plate. She means battleships made out of sushi. <laughs> I was really uh hoping that it would get cute, but I guess not. That's fine. No, instead, it, uh, this is the level of ridiculous I, I like to see out of a Yu-Gi-Oh card. God, these are so dumb. I love it. <laughs> God. I'm trying to find a good picture of one to, to share. Here we go. Posting this sushi battleship into our chat. All right, let's check this out. What the fuck? Yeah, right? <laughs> Okay, I don't know how we're going to convey this to the audience. No, but, yeah. it is just, it's <laughs> a battleship. It's a boat the deck is, made out of sushi. Yeah. <laughs> the deck is just covered in, like, uh, just, v- like, beach ball-sized salmon row. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, all right. Looking forward to those to come to Master Duel so I can build a sushi deck. They do have okay. a dragon maid archetype now, which really feels like they're pandering. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, who cares? No, no, no. I'm not. Listen. Listen, I'm kind of trying to collect enough dragon maids to make the dragon maid deck. Mm-hmm. It's very strong, I well, Apparently, it, it is specifically called the Sioux Ship. Okay. All right. Not. I see where they mm. thought that would be a good pun, but I feel like it doesn't quite work. Yeah, I mm. feel like that's like they got a Japanese pun and then they had to like fucking yeah. like what's the best way we could do that? Just add in. another letter to the end. Fuck it, I I'll, don't care. I'll bet the the wordplay in Japanese is a little cleaner. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. It might also be awkward there. That'd be great if you're a localizer. Like, okay, I need to <laughs> preserve how like hackneyed and not very good this pun is when I translate it. I shouldn't do a good job on this. I say that a lot to myself. I'm like, <laughs> I, like, I don't want to say anything that might indict me. <laughs> All right. <sighs> Ashley, what have you been doing? Um, mostly war crimes. Yeah, mostly intentionally slipping bugs into Nintendo games, apparently. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, You're welcome, speedrunners. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I- I've continued to play Sea of Thieves. Yeah. Uh, and I j- had a really good fucking night of it that just like, I'm like, all right, I'm back the fuck in. I was already pretty much back the fuck mm-hmm. in. But um, I am just very much digging all of the stuff that they've put in. Uh, and I, I even watched, like, their 20-minute, like, you know, next season uh, production, you know. Like, he- here's what we're bringing to see a thieves. Oh, sure. Kind of thing. Oh, like, during lunch. Yeah. Uh, and... I did a one of the new things that you can do is called the uh, Siren Shrine, uh, where you actually go underwater and, um, like, go into this like little kind of puzzle, uh, like dungeon that's like very easily to do with just one person. Mm. It definitely seems like they have like realize that a lot of people play this either not with a full crew or you know almost single player and have kind of like been catering to that so this is like one of those things where it's like all right cool i can just like go in here and like i don't need to worry about other ships or you know anything else i could just like do my thing and then get all this treasure and then like make a fucking uh you know, quick draw to, like, the nearest uh, place. Yeah. And during one of those, like, you know, quick jer- uh, trying to get a quick journey, uh, a Kraken attacked, uh, and I managed to defeat a Kraken for the first Hell time. Hell yeah! Uh, yeah. Also, also by myself. Fuck yeah. Um, and yeah, that felt really fucking good. Like, it was... Like, taking my ship down. Like, there was, like, holes everywhere. There was holes could be. It ate me at one point. No. <laughs> um, and I was just, like, running b- between below deck and above deck, just trying to, like, get as much water as I could so I can then, like, shoot tentacles and just f- going all in. And I finally did it. And I just, like, felt so fucking good. Mm. <laughs> Uh, and the entire time, there was a group of people, like, looking at, like, just, like, who had, like, dropped anchor, like, a little bit far away from me, <laughs> just looking to see how it was going. <laughs> and, like, the second I, like, finished, I'm just, like, standing, like, I'm just, like, standing on deck. They just, like, pull up anchor and, like, turn around and leave. <laughs> the fuck I'm else are you gonna do? Were- yeah, I'm guessing that they were, like, looking to see if uh, they could get an easy poll of just, like, this person is going to get destroyed and then we could just steal all their treasure. Mm-hmm. If it was a bigger uh, ship, I, I, I simply would have killed you. I don't know. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm honestly surprised that they didn't. Maybe they just didn't want to get in there with the crack in there. Right. Yeah. But then, I, I guess at some point, you just have to respect that the solo person just killed a Kraken. You can't steal from them. No, no, no. Let, let them have yeah, this. Like, you know, it's part of the parlay. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that that's all good stuff. I've not watched any movies. Damn. Whoa. I know. I, I've been uh, too focused on playing video games 
and really haven't, you know, figured out a good way for me to watch movies and do all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Molly. Uh, I bought Pokemon. Yeah, uh, it, yeah. Everyone who listens to these episodes the day they come out today heard you say you're not buying that fucking game. Sixty dollars yeah. is too much money for it. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, well, then I saw Ashley playing it because she got it for free. I was like, "Fuck." Uh huh. Yes. Shit. Well, how you, you like the it? Pokeball, you throw the Pokeball, and the Cyndaquil comes out, bro. What, are you, what the fuck am I and supposed to do? And then you can talk to it. Um, I haven't played very much of it. It's pretty fun. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I've liked what I played. I don't but have a I lot. Of, I don't a have a lot of thoughts about it right now because I'm not very far in at all. Sure. Uh, I've I've been busy doing other things, um, like play Final Fantasy fourteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is which is pretty fun to do with your partner. Yeah. Uh, and what else have I done? I haven't played any Dragon Age. Just that's over. It's over. That's true. Well, for now. For, shut shut the fuck up. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I didn't do much. I've been working so much. Yeah. Uh, between work and editing, the work never stops. Truly, it does not. Yeah. You don't have to start fucking recording, like, the interlude this weekend. <laughs> Sucks to be you. Yeah! That's why I didn't sign up for a game that's going to start for another two months. Yeah, well... <laughs> it sounded cool. I didn't want to miss out. It does sound cool. And I felt like I needed to be there for the first miniseries. It felt rude to throw someone else into the hot seat with the new game ver- uh, edition without me being there to, like, help. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think if I did anything else. I um Oh, what uh duh, god. I've been playing some other game. Uh I'm playing Monster Hunter. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but playing some Monster Hunter. It's pretty fun. Yeah. Um still good. Game looks better on PC. I think I said this last time. It's still good though. Yeah. That still looks um, better. Yeah. After after we recorded, I played a bunch with friends online, and you know what? That's even better. Mm-hmm. Great game. Huge huge fan of killing monsters on the internet. Yeah. Who wouldn't be? Who wouldn't be? That's what I'm saying. Uh, Twin Peaks. Twin? You know what I'm not a huge fan of? What? Killing, uh, almost killing our boy Cooper. <laughs> he didn't almost die. I mean, he did get shot for real. Yeah, he got he got shot in the tick. Like we were, y- y'all were right that he had a bulletproof vest on, but one of those bullets did penetrate his flesh. Yeah, you know. Yeah, <laughs> walk it off. But we're not gonna find that out for ten thousand years because we have the longest possible version of the intro sequence first. Ashley and I were talking about this. Um, yeah, and the long intro, uh, and then the long intro. Uh huh. Yeah, like, we were saying last time about how, um... Like, there were no answers, but it wasn't because they were trolling us. Right. Yes. (laughs) Like, Leland killing Jacques wasn't, like, trolling of, like, aha, you won't find out what, you know, Jacques was gonna say. Like, it is the ending of, you know, that part of Leland's story arc. Yes. 
This, however, this they're 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 having a little bit of fun. They're having a little fun. You know, they've just had months on end of people yelling at them for not giving them the finale they wanted, and like, oh, oh, you wanted some answers? Well, let me just uh, finish up this uh, cup of tea I got here. Set this down on the table, real nice. I'll just get cozy in my chair. All right, let me stand up, stretch a little bit. All right. Get some more Get milk. some more milk to wash that tea down. All right, now I'm just going to take a nice, leisurely walk over to my typewriter to start writing the story. Uh, just one letter at a time. Just really savor every keystroke. Yeah. Because, yeah, I believe this is the single longest version of the title sequence we've had, like... The, the first episode had a long one, too, but I think this is even longer. I think they added more names for fun. I think they added more names. I think they uh, put some of the shots into slow motion, and they added more shots to it. They sure did. <laughs> and then when you finally get out of that, you get uh, Cooper on the floor right after having been shot. And... Uh, what happens next is one of the greatest things I've ever seen, but I think it might have played on some, like, tried some folks' patience. Um, by the time he comes back for, like, the third time... Yeah. I was like, okay, guys, I get it. I get it. I know what we're doing here. Let's go. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, I, I love all of Cooper's floor time. <laughs> it's very... F- don't get me wrong. It's very... F- this is it's what I so meant. good. <laughs> I was telling Pris, you can feel the padding here. <laughs> <laughs> and it's comfy, but I don't want to be here for that long. See, for me, every time this old waiter sticks his head back into the frame, I I had to pause this episode. I've seen this episode like three times before, and I had to keep pausing to laugh at this because it's so fucking good. It's not that funny. I, I was pumping my fists. <laughs> also, um, Kyle McLaughlin has never looked more like the guy from Dune than he has when he's laying on the ground here. When he lays on the ground here and basically says that fear is the mind killer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's not even what I mean. He just looks like the doom, the Dune guy. No, sure. I know what you mean. Just it was funny to me that he practically yes. quotes Dune. <laughs> yeah. Also, um, I thought for a second that you said the Doom guy, <laughs> and I'm like, Kyle McCaughan is the Doom guy. That would make me like that. I'm gonna need a mod I, of that now, or just a I you know, mock up at least. I did accidentally say that. I think it did come out of my mouth, but I, I corrected myself. They're very close to they're very close yes. together. But yeah, Cooper ordered room service uh, before getting shot in the previous episode, and as he's laying on the ground, bleeding very badly from his abdomen. Yeah, <laughs> uh, an old man with a platter that just has a glass of warm milk on it comes in and just kind of shuffles over and stands over and goes, "How you doing down there?" <laughs> it's like Ada Cooper is like non like not like he's plus. Yeah, he's <laughs> he, he's rather plus. Yeah, he's just like. But can, can you call a doctor, please? I got you some milk. <laughs> um, and like he like Andy's still on the phone. Like Agent Cooper, are you there? Yeah. And the guy hangs up the phone after, like, five minutes of trying to... Yeah, like, this scene is infuriating because this... Everything this guy... is Like, this is a critical emergency. It's one of, like, the most pressing things that's ever happened on this show. And this waiter, A, doesn't seem to understand what's happening. 
And B, every movement he makes is the slowest, most labored version of it that it could be. He has to wrestle yes. with this phone for like 30 goddamn seconds to hang it up properly. It's very funny because he puts it on there and then it keeps making noise and he's like, oh god, I better punch it. Yeah. <laughs> I better really slam it down. Right. Uh, and so and he's like, you need to, like, Cooper's like, you need to call a doctor. And he's like, no, I just hung up the phone for yeah. you. The phone? Yep. Thank you. Yeah, Cooper hits a point in the scene where he just, just resigns himself to the fact that this old man is not going to help him. Yeah. And he may as well just be polite. It's like, well, I can't yell right. at him. The part that made me just fucking yell in laughter is when finally the, the waiter pulls out the receipt for Cooper to sign, and Cooper, bleeding to death, just goes, does this include a gratuity? <laughs> it was really funny. So I'll give you funny. that. This, to me, is the most da cinema that we've perhaps had to date. This entire <laughs> sequence. Uh, yeah, no, like I said, this, this just made me hoot and holler. Yeah. But then, yeah, the, uh, the waiter slowly shuffles out of the room, and then we're just with Cooper alone, dying. And then the waiter slowly shuffles back into the room and goes, I've heard about you. Thumbs up. Yeah, that's what... Thumbs up. Go give each other thumbs ups. <laughs> and then, yeah, finally, after like five straight minutes, the waiter leaves and some other weird shit starts happening. Yeah. It's it's the big man. The big man is here. Um, yeah, the the giant, the titular giant from this episode, which is called again, May the Giant Be With You. It's true. And also with you. <laughs> <sighs> mm -hmm. Not good titles um, No The giant is here to help But not like with the fact that Cooper got shot He's here to give some clues Yeah and also, even good ones Even though he is much more like He is more aware of what's going on Than the waiter And more helpful But he's still talking very slowly Yeah <laughs> He's like I'm here to tell you Three things, and once he's, once you find out those also, three things are true, then I'll talk to you again. And I will give you your ring back. I just kind of want it for a bit. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Um, he is also, I think, like, more cognizant and, like, aware than, like, uh, the dancing man. Oh, yeah, of, uh, yeah, 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 the, the man from another place. From the, yeah, the man from the other place. Yeah, the man from another place has a weird, like... Trickster energy to him Where like I get the impression he knows shit And he is not actually He's choosing to withhold information Where this guy well, seems like, like he wants to help Yeah like At one point like later in the episode like Cooper asks him a question And the guy just kind of goes He just you see him go like I'm sorry, sorry man I can't that's above my station yeah, Can't answer that but I, I Will give you helpful info Don't worry about it Yeah mm -hmm. um I, Crass asked this question, I think it's... Yeah, we should just talk about it now. Uh, yeah, yeah, talk about it now. Um, David Lynch's, we've kind of talked about it overall, but David Lynch's use of people who... 
do not have what is considered normal bodies. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think so far we've um, seen four supernatural characters. We've got Mike, Bob, the man from another place, and yeah. the giant. And three of and those four people one... have, yeah, a non-standard body. Or, like, a disability. Yeah. Yes. And, yeah, it's and not great. Bob was, like, half accident. Right, Bob was half accident, and, yeah, yeah. Um... Definitely not great to just continuously use, yeah, folks that don't look, you know, quote unquote normal to represent like, oh, they're they're supernatural. Don't they look so weird? Not like a real, not like a normal guy. Uh, yeah, like this is only made more clear when the one armed man shows up again in this episode. Yeah, and Lucy stares at him like, "Hey, check out this fucking freak." Yeah, I was gonna say like, like it's, Lucy that's definitely going people. on with the giant. The scene that really pinged it for me in this one though is the one armed man who comes in and there's like a horror movie sting when we're reminded yeah. that he only has one arm. When like we have no reason to think there's anything weird about this guy. He was a normal guy when we talked to him. Yeah, and like. It just doesn't fit, like, again, jumping ahead, but, like, it just doesn't fit for, like, Lucy to be like, oh! Yeah. With that, like, she's an incredibly nice person, even when she's mad at people. Right, so, right. like, yeah, it just, it's playing into, st- like, this, you know, stereotype and, like, the idea of, like, what a lot of people think surrealism is. Right. But... Like, we're going to see images in this episode that I think are way better at communicating, like, surrealism and, like, otherworldliness. Mm, yeah. That don't, like, require that. Well, and it's weird, too, because you have, on one hand, this this stuff we're talking about, just, like, using folks with, uh, like, disabilities as, like, a shorthand for, like, surrealism. But then you also have, like... This show, more than most that I can, like, think of off the top of my head, has a lot of characters that just sort of casually, like, they, they just have disabilities, and that's, like, not drawn attention too much. Like, I don't, yeah. like, uh, Donna's mom uses a wheelchair, and I don't think we've brought that up ever, because it's just not, like, plot relevant. It's just, yeah, she's uses a wheelchair. Just yeah. Move it on. Yeah. It's, yeah, it, it's definitely something that... Really just kind of, I'm like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I'll say that I like this actor, the actor who plays the giant. Yeah, I think his name is Carol Striken. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Yeah, he's really good. I like him. Um, he, I first saw him in a episode of Star Trek The Next Generation. Mm. And it just made me like, I need to get back into Next uh-huh, Gen. Uh-huh. Uh, where he plays, like, there's like a wedding and he just plays kind of like... The weird guy in the corner of the room. Oh, sure. But, like, you know, like, he's, like, an alien dude. Right. But, like, just, like, wait, who brought that guy? Who's, Oh, like, sure, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, like, at the very end, he, like, says his only line, which is, like, I had fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh... And I'm, like, hey! He also plays Lurch in the Adams Family movies. Yes. Um, but, yeah, no, he's a good actor. I, I like him in this. But, yeah, there is something, like... He got cast in this role specifically because he has, like, gigantism. And, yeah. yeah, and I, as someone who, I, I don't know if you ever have seen all the, like, you know, no small parts kind uh-huh. of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is, like, such a long history of actors who 
because of a disability or a disease that they have, are able to get more roles than they maybe would have otherwise. And it's this, like, weird mixture of, like, well, this allowed me to be successful and allowed me to have a platform, but a lot of those definitely did play into shitty stereotypes. Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of, like, kind of conversation about that recently with, like, um, Peter Dinklage taking Disney to task over Snow White. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's not great, and I will say, unfortunately, it is going to persist into season yes. three. Yes. I'm shocked. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. It is, it is just kind of something... I feel like David Lynch is very, like... I feel like he is interested in, like, disability as an idea, and maybe if he probably needs to be a lot more sensitive about it if he wants to, you know, really grapple with it in his work. He really, yeah, I, I also, maybe he just shouldn't be that yeah, interested. Or, yeah, yes, or just shouldn't be. Wrong wrong kind of interest, David. Correct. Yes, yes, yes. yes. It's very, you know, it's another thing that uh, Swery took with his interest in trans uh-huh, women. yeah. <laughs> well, remember, that he kind of just took that from Twin Peaks <laughs> directly. Oh, yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. We'll get to that. But Fucking Swery, bro. Fucking Swery, I, bro. Yeah, no, I, I was more just like, you are weirdly obsessed with this in a way that I don't think is no, good. No, no, no. Yeah, I get you. I get you. The man is clearly a chaser. Right. <laughs> is David Lynch... All right. well, that's... <laughs> <laughs> that's not what I was getting yeah, at. Yeah, that's right. not an avenue I'm ready to go down yet. <laughs> Could be, though. Um, But, yeah, uh, the giant gives Cooper three clues... And uh, I forget exactly what he says, but basically, like... It's the... the, the uh, There's a man in a smiling bag, the, the owls are yeah. not what they seem, and um, uh, without chemicals, he points. Yes. And then also says something about uh, Leo... The hungry horse. Inside the hungry yes, horse. Yes, Leo was inside a hungry horse. Um, yeah, and he tells Cooper, like, after you see that all three of these things were true, uh, will you believe me? And here, I give me your ring. I will give you your ring back after you have learned that all three of these things are true. I like that he comes in and is like, I can only tell you three things for right now. Here they are. Oh, wait, no, there's another thing. Okay, bye oh, now. Wait, sorry. Wait, sorry. shit, I forgot so one I, more thing. I do need collateral. <laughs> like, the giant keeps coming back and being like, oh, right, yeah, I also got to tell you this. Yeah. I, I actually had a much longer list than three. Ah, listen, it's crazy over here in the... Uh, the weird hell void I emerged from. You wouldn't believe how busy we are. I'm getting all my papers mixed up. I got like five different detectives I gotta give cryptic clues to just a day alone. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Cooper, yeah, gives him his ring and the giant... And then just continues to lay on and the then floor. Just continues to lay on the... <laughs> As the giant's leaving, he just looks at Cooper and goes, You will require medical attention. She's like, bitch, I know. God, no one in this fucking hotel will help me. Yeah, Cooper's just like, yeah, you know, that one I didn't need help with. That mystery I solved. Thanks, number six. Got it, ass. Yeah. Uh, And then from there, we cut to Audrey at One-Eyed Jack's as her father (laughs) is coming in to sleep with the new girl. I would like to rescind my statements about Ben Horn not being the creepiest motherfucker who's ever lived. Yeah, no, this is a mm-hmm, deeply mm-hmm, upsetting mm-hmm, scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like 
in my defense. Yeah. <laughs> he kind of goes to 11 here. He kind of goes to 11, and uh, this is kind of what I was saying last week, is that, like, he has spikes like this, and then the rest of the time, he's just, he's kind of just a fun bad guy. Yeah. But now and yes. then, you get a reminder that, oh, no, no, he sucks. He sucks real bad. He's the worst. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, Audrey first, like, uses the um, canopy of the bed to hide herself, and then... Uh, he eventually, like, kind of forces his way past that, but there's a mask on the wall, so she covers her face with that. Uh, her dad cannot recognize her voice, <laughs> which tracks. That makes sense to me. She's, yes. Yeah. One, yes. Two, I think she's doing a voice, kind of, she's doing a, a little, little bit. bit of a yeah, voice. she's kind of doing yes. a voice. Yeah. But you're not wrong. As she just keeps asking him to go away. And he just keeps like, oh, no, we're just going to play a fun little game. Well, then, then I'm going to fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also you find out like later, like, oh, he was pissed. Yes. Yeah. He is not showing it in this moment, but we're going to find out that he was not happy about this. Uh, because eventually. But like, yeah, he's like, I like you. You know, you know how to like lead on a man. Yeah. That's, that's good. That's important. But next time, we'll be playing by my rules. Uh-huh. Yeah, because Audrey uh, blessedly gets saved at the last moment because Jerry has some kind of business emergency he has to call Ben away for. We hit it S-N-A-G. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, during this sequence, we also see uh, Blackie is in, like, heroin withdrawals, and the implication is that, like, Ben and Jerry have, like, they're supplying her drugs, but also kind of you know, control the supply of drugs she can get to control her. Yes. Which was not necessarily a dimension of their relationship we really had any inkling of until now. Yeah, what the fuck's happening here, man? Yeah, Ben and Jerry are bad dudes. Turns out. Yeah. I mean, like, I know that they supported, uh... No, <laughs> no you shouldn't... <laughs> This is, a bit, yeah. this is a road you should not go down. God damn it. I didn't even think about that last episode when they were literally, like, had ice cream and Jerry was talking about how, like, they needed to add more nuts to it or whatever. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, we cut back from that uh, back to Cooper, who is still laying on the floor bleeding out. Bummer. And uh, at this point, he is now alone. Uh, I think it's, like, morning now, right? Because, like... We get an establishing shot of the Great Northern that's, like, daytime. Uh, I don't know. I didn't see I, it. I, th- I think, like, the sun is just right. Yeah, it's, like, 5 a.m. at this point. When he wakes up in the hospital, it's, like, not that far into the that's morning. True. That's the, true. Um, the thing is, uh, I think in the last episode, he said it was, like, 4.45 a.m. or some shit. You know what? So, you're right. You're right. They got it. So it would be, like, sunrise now, which means, like, barely any time has passed with him laying on the floor. Right. He's maybe been there, like, an hour at most. Yeah. Um, still not a great amount of time to lay on a floor bleeding, but you know. No, you don't want to. No, no, you don't yeah. want to do that. I'd rather lay on a floor for zero minutes. It probably. Well, I guess we know for a fact it didn't go all the way through. Yes. Uh, him. So it's not like he's bleeding on the floor or anything. He's mostly just bleeding on himself. Yeah, we're just gross. seeing like his tuxedo shirt is getting all like drenched with blood. Um, but he starts like in a very pained voice, uh, just talking out loud, hoping that he the voice activation switch on his tape recorder uh, triggered so that he can and it did. just talk to Diane about what it feels like dying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Sorry, were we going to say something, Ashley? Uh, no, I, I, I was just saying, and he did. Yeah, yeah, he did. Uh, he, he t- yeah, he turned right. it on. Uh, so, yeah, he just starts talking about, like, you know, things he's regretted. The main thing is that, like, he wishes that he treated people with more care and consideration. Um, he, he, he really wished that he got to see Tibet and that the... yeah. <laughs> Those those people in the Dalai Lama could return to their beautiful country. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I I like that his like deathbed confession is that like he wishes he was kinder to people because I feel like it's very easy to read that as like what are you talking about? You're nice to everybody. Everyone loves you. I like the idea that he kind of knows like he can be kind of a dick sometimes in ways we've talked about. Yeah, like he has a very like clinical way of relating to people where he can just, he's got that Sherlock Holmes thing where he can just immediately understand a person as soon as he meets them, and then he kinda sometimes maybe uses that information like, a- irresponsibly. Yeah. And it maybe isn't aware that other people can't see that. Yeah, yeah. Or just like, um, I feel like he understands people really well on like, an analytical level and sort of struggles to understand them better on like, an emotional level, you it, know what I mean? It's very much like, I'm sure there are a lot of people who are autistic <clears> who, <throat> you know, feel a connection to uh, Dale Cooper. <clears throat> um, but yeah, as he's just kind of giving this whole monologue, finally, Sheriff Truman, Hawk, and Andy show up, and he's just like, oh, fucking, thank God, yes. Oh, uh, thank God. Finally, someone... <laughs> Uh, he does also notice at this point that his ring really is gone, and he didn't just have a dream about the giant. Yeah. It, it turns out it's just rolled up under the bed. <laughs> uh, He'll find it when he solves the clues. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he comes to, in the hospital, kind of half-coherent, rambling about what happened, which is that... And he explained this to Diane also, that uh, he had a wood tick... On him, and he like pulled up his bulletproof vest to try to like scratch at it, and that's why he got shot at like his waist. And then Doc Hayward says, "Oh, that explains this fucking mutilated wood tick with a bullet impaled through it." Yep, pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and they relate all the stuff that happen- has happened last night. Right, they, they tell Lucy to get Cooper up to speed, and it is pretty much exactly like when she accidentally just told them what happened on Invitation to Love. Yes, and there's a really good joke of Cooper going, how long was I out? And they're like, it's more. Yeah, it's like a couple hours later, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, they need to get back to the investigation because Leo's been shot, you know, people are missing, the mill burned down. So he starts trying to pull himself up off the operating table, and Hayward's like, what the fuck are you doing? You have, like, multiple broken ribs. You're not going anywhere. And and Cooper's like, you bet, bitch. <laughs> I like that Cooper's like, no, doctor, you're going to see. Through the power of the will, I can heal myself. And then he gets up and immediately is like, oh, jeez. Oh, this is a bad idea. <laughs> well, like, he has to pull himself up first. And it takes so long. Like, ugh. Yeah, he says, uh, give me a few hours to put on my clothes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Um, I couldn't find a source on it. I feel like I have read somewhere before that, like, this episode had really good ratings when it started, 
And before they got out of Cooper laying on the floor, the ratings for it went through the fucking floor. <laughs> like, <laughs> basically everyone got mad and turned it off before they actually got into the plot of the episode. All of you are weak. <laughs> you, you, do, you will not survive the winter. You do not deserve this. You do yeah. not deserve to cinema. I said, can't actually find a source on that. I did find the second episode of the season got way worse ratings than this one. So people definitely Weird. did not care for this. I'm foolish. <laughs> Normies have never been okay. Yeah. I will say, I'm a little mixed on this episode. I Mostly, I think it's really great. I think everything we talked about up till now, excellent. And I think there's still a lot of excellent stuff in it. I feel like there's stuff in it where I'm like, ooh, ooh, I'm starting to see the signs of how season two is going to kind of wobble on the train track a little bit. Um, But yeah, no. The stuff with the waiter and the giant, that's all... Fuck you if you don't like that. It's just pure cinema. I there's some stuff in this episode I really love. Yeah, same, same. Um, my uh fucking PlayStation decided to stop showing me the episode on the TV. So someone else describe what happens next while I troubleshoot that. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, they go over all the stuff, and then we see like Shelly crying, watching footage of the sawmill that had burned down. Well. And then we also get the body bag. Oh, right. Yeah, Jacques in the huge... Oh, Jacques Renault. Yeah, the big body and, bag. Yeah, Cooper's like, is, is he smiling? Is that bag smiling? And they're like, Cooper, really? Already, huh? Yeah, like, back at it again, huh? Yeah. Oh, you know, the, yeah, the... the It being burnt down. I the, think I had it. Footage. I think yes. I had it in the right order. Thank you. You had it right. <laughs> yeah. Um... Cooper looks so old just because he has to hobble around. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then there's, like, some um, shots of Ronette, who's still in the hospital. Yeah, but she's, like, starting to stir. at least we see, stir. like, the file. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's, like, being intercut um, with, like, scenes of Ronette from the pilot to remind us of who this is, because we have not seen her in a while. Basically. I was also looking at her in the hospital bed. I was like, who's this young man? Who's <laughs> this little boy? But no, that's Ronette. That's Ronette. Her hair just looks very different. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it looked a lot shorter with the way she was laying in the bed. Right. I get you. Anyway. Uh, yeah, don't forget who she is. No. Um, anyway, Palmer's house cursed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so cursed, bro. It's so <laughs> cursed. I'm not going to move out of here. But I was ch- yeah. showing this show to Chelsea last year. We got to this scene and her reaction was, okay, so why do they live in the most haunted house that's ever existed? I yeah, it's huge. It's the like Buzzfeed and Solve thing, which is I don't believe in hauntings, but the house is haunted. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Maddie is like, you know, I had an awful dream last night, and Sarah's like, oh, you too, huh? (laughs) I like Sarah having the reaction of like, oh fuck, you also have the second sight, huh? Hmm, It's no fun. Uh Yeah, no, yeah. And she's, she's, yeah, she's just like, ah, fuck, nah, no. Guess I gotta teach you how to be a witch now. Yeah. Damn, I wish that was a subplot. That better be a subplot this season. <laughs> it's not gonna be, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm willing it into existence right now. Sarah just shows uh, Maddie down to her secret basement. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. Um, but yeah, Maddie, Maddie says she had a dream. About the rug sitting right here from the angle where she was sitting. Yeah. 
Uh, and Sarah asks if Laura was sitting in it. But before anybody can answer, Leland is here, and he is fucked up. Yeah, again, like he, I said at the top, Leland, Leland has been purified great. through the fire of murder. Yeah, Leland is doing great. I don't know what all of you are saying. Now, you say purified, uh-huh. uh, but he actually turned into the devil. <laughs> you know, listen, his hair might have become stark white and very straight, as opposed to how it used to be curly. And I feel like his skin got a few tones oranger overnight. Yeah, and he is in a very, very sharp suit. Uh-huh. Uh, and he's singing. <laughs> yeah, he's singing the shitty fucking song I, uh, you know, gifted everyone with at the top of this show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Sarah's like, Leland, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. And Maddie's like, Uncle Leland's hair turned white. And Sarah's like, yeah, I know. I gotta go check on him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I had seen Leland with white hair, but I assumed it was some Twin Peaks 3 shit. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just, uh, I don't know what, first of all, uh, murder will fuck you up, turns out. Yeah. <laughs> um, but w- was this, like, a thing from something else he was doing? Or oh, that's was, a good question. Like, was this just kind of, like, a leftover from a different role between seasons, or... That might like, be what it is. did he stop dyeing his hair? Yeah, that, that might be why it's like that. I think, I think the in-fiction idea is that... By committing a murder, he got spiritually closer to Bob oh. the murder spirit. Oh, listen, I, I listen, I got that part. I'm, <laughs> sure. I'm pretty much good on the spiritual aspect. See, all the traffic lights when they turn yellow. <laughs> yeah, when they turn yellow. <laughs> yeah. In the big city, it means speed up. Okay, I get it. Uh huh. Um, but I'm I'm so curious about like, was this like an intentional choice for the show? Was this something else he was doing in his spare time? Uh, where he just like he stopped doing his hair a certain way, or yeah, that's, I guess I'm just curious about that. That's a good question. I will see if I can figure that out before we, uh, you know, get out of this episode. Anyway, blood stains on the carpet, or I guess it could be any. That could be a lot of coffee. I have no idea. Uh huh. Yeah, but uh, she freaks the fuck yeah, out. Yeah, I, I freaks the fuck out. I definitely took it as yeah, just a blood stain appearing on the carpet. It's this like weird almost stop motion thing where they like stained the carpet a little and photographed it and then did it again and again and just kind of composited them together or something like that. I don't know how they did this effect actually. Um, it just seems, it just seems like they kind of like slowly put it on there. Yeah. Yeah. But like, it looks very fake in a way that I like a lot. Uh, like we talked about a million episodes ago, uh, when Sarah like looked at Donna and saw Laura's face on it, it looked kind of hokey. This looks fake and artificial in a way that makes it creepier. Yes. It's it's rad. And Maddie just loses her absolute mind. Understandably so. Yeah, no. She she has now become a Palmer. She is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah initiated into the cult. Uh-huh. Sorry, Maddie. Sorry, Maddie. Hope you don't fucking die, too. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that shit was suck. It's alright. Her aunt is gonna teach her witchcraft, and then she'll be fine. God, I hope yeah. so. She's not gonna. I hate this. <laughs> uh, we're uh, back anyway. with the horns uh, that are in Ben's office, and they're just discussing. Okay, a lot of shit happened last night. We gotta plan our next moves here. Uh, we need to figure out where the fuck Catherine went to and kill her if she's not dead yet. Yep. Need to figure out why the fuck Leo didn't die. What? Hey, Ben, how come Ashley was right last episode? <laughs> Yeah, what gives? Yes. <laughs> uh, as I said on Twitter this morning, I should have known that I was wrong when you agreed with me. Luke. Yeah, come the fuck on. 
Yeah. <laughs> I, and as I, po- I just posted the Simpsons always do the opposite of what Bert <laughs> says. <laughs> to be fair, I wasn't lying when I said it absolutely plays like a death scene. I feel like it does play like a death scene is the thing. I feel like if... I, it wouldn't have surprised me if he was actually dead. That feels like a real toss-up. Yeah. But I just felt like they're, like, laying this on in a certain way. Yeah. Nobody in this town can fucking die. No. It's only Laura. Only Laura's allowed to die. Everyone else has to be That's in a That's why everyone's so fucked up by her murder. Yeah. Like, holy shit, they did it. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's like fucking, like, Cain and Abel. It's like, wait a minute. No, hold on. <laughs> Hang on a sec. <laughs> Um, Leland's here. He's gonna he's gonna Pied Piper yeah. these two fucking idiots. Yeah, I I get why. Like we we have two people with comas in this you uh-huh. know first episode. I get why the pills caused a coma. <laughs> I don't know enough about comas to know why a, a gunshot to the chest did. Ah, uh, you know, it could just be shock. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I think they mentioned for all at kinds some point in this episode reasons. that he has brain damage. It could just be like he wasn't, like maybe he got shot in the lung and didn't get enough oxygen or something. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Took too um, long to get medical attention. Yeah. Yeah, but I like that they're like, yeah, you say Pied Piper, and they just like go from the serious conversation like, oh, well, Leland's here and he's singing. We gotta look normal. Let's get up on this desk and dance and... Uh, Jerry's just gonna, like, get on the floor and start, like, busting a move. Yeah, Ben starts tap dancing on his desk and Jerry does the worm. Incredible. What a bunch of weirdos. Yeah. Guys being dudes over uh-huh. here. Leland is back. We've never really seen, seen Leland, like, you know, not, like, obliterated by grief and, like, how he actually interacts with the Horn Brothers and seeing that he's, like, kind of part of their weird fucked up dynamic is very funny to me it is very funny um also 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 uh we don't know if leland is a scumbag or not so i guess we'll find out soon yeah, that's true we've we've never really seen whether he's a scumbag or not because he's been but, too distracted with other shit but we know he's ben's lawyer <laughs> so he might have to be a scumbag he might have to be a scumbag we'll find out <laughs> uh i found it uh no ray wise dyed his hair white for this Okay, yeah, interesting. Yeah. It looks great. Uh, yeah, he looks good. Uh-huh, yeah. Or at it least took a, he looks striking, I guess. Yeah, it's very striking. It took a visit to the beauty parlor here in San Fernando Valley and a major amount of chemicals to turn my dark brown hair into white hair. I remember the process took about four hours, and it wasn't very pleasant. And every couple weeks I had to get my roots done, which I had never imagined I'd ever have to do in my lifetime. I had to keep my hair white for four, five, six months while we finished up my part of the series. And it just goes to show you some of the things an actor will do to play a character he loves. Yeah, you fucking telling me, dude. <laughs> Imagine doing that, but you want to. Right. <laughs> Nobody pays me for that. I pay someone else to do that. Yeah, now. yeah. And it takes that fucking long. <laughs> you know how long it takes? It takes longer sometimes. <laughs> you know how long it takes to turn your my dark brown hair red? Yeah. It's awful. <laughs> uh, yeah, Cooper and Truman are at Leo's house investigating the shooting. I like that Cooper is, like, being Cooper, but also he can't really move without hurting himself, so he's just leaning in a corner. Yeah, he's like, I'm just gonna kind of stand here. All right, Eric. no, I figured out the whole crime. There was a fight in here, yeah. and then someone gets shot him from the outside, and there was another and, guy uh, here. Those geese on the wall, they were there last night as well. <laughs> yeah. 
They were flying. Those geese were flying. I, he, like, says the whole reason of, like, oh, because there was a fight, and then, you know, like, the, the, the angle was right, like, but my thought always when, like, someone shoots through a window is, like, is the glass on the inside or the outside? That's the whole thing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, they pick up the glass, and it's, like, in, like, big pieces. Uh-huh. So it should be pretty easy to tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Cooper points out the TV's been moved, implying somebody got shoved into it, and Truman asks, oh, do you think Shelly? It's like, no, Shelly's, like, 100 pounds soaking wet. She couldn't have moved the TV. And then... Yeah, and then, like, oh, like, do you think Shelly shot? He was like, just stop thinking about Shelly, motherfucker. I, I gotta ask you to get your mind off Shelly. <laughs> <laughs> There's other people in this town, believe it or not. There are other characters on this show. Also, she was and- very clearly tied up in a fucking burning down sawmill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think they say that they aren't sure when she did, so... Right, right. They think that that may have happened after this, but... Yeah. No, yeah. Uh, Yeah, Hawk searched Leo's truck and finds his coat, which uh, reeks of gasoline, which uh, kind of leads them to understand that Leo was the guy who burned the mill down. Uh, Mm -hmm. They're still looking for any cocaine, though. Uh, Andy's outside, just... Is he just, like, playing with a stick? (laughs) What's Andy doing? And he's kind of like me when I went to a place I like where my parents were like busy inside. Right, uh-huh. <laughs> I well, I think he's also just kind of combing the property. I think that's what he's meant to be doing, but it yeah. does just look like he's like found a dead frog. He's poking with a stick. It's true. <laughs> he is. He is just kind of poking the ground with a stick. Yeah. Um, but uh, Albert shows up. Yes, and Andy freaks and, out. Oh, Sheriff Truman! It's Al- Albert Rosenbloom. I can't remember his name. Rosenfeld? And Rosenfeld. Oh, no, yeah, his name is uh, Rosenfeld, and, but Andy can't remember his name. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, he, yeah, he basically, like I was saying, you know, if this is him outside waiting for his folks, he's running to his parents. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he uh, steps on a, a, like, a piece of wood, and it just comes right up. Smacks him right in the fucking face. And then Andy spends a long time kind of staggering around, stunned, this is the point where, like, the a, the padding starts padding to get here. to me. <laughs> yeah. A little bit of this padding. This is not the cinema the way the waiter was. No. I And listen, yeah. I, love, I love Andy's actor. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But this is not it. No, it's, it's yeah. not that funny. There's only one joke, and they just keep playing it. Yeah. He does wobble I, around for a really long time. Yeah. I feel like you could have, like, hit so many of, like, the main things, uh, that, like, this is doing, if you had everyone, like, talking, and, like, you know, finding the cocaine, and, like, finding the boots. And just doing yeah. this in the background? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And, like, yeah, every time they, like, cut to Andy, you just... Like, oh, he's still doing this. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, honestly, give me another three minutes of the waiter shuffling in Cooper's room and cut this scene entirely. <laughs> no! <laughs> Just cut this scene. It's okay. This episode is 130. Or it, it, is a, it is a full 90 minutes. We don't necessarily need the full 90. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. You could just trim it down. Um, You're not wrong. Anyway, Albert's here, and he's good now, actually. He's better at the very least. This, now this is some fucking entertainment. Oh, I see. Yeah, yes. now you like that Albert's mean. Yeah. <laughs> because he's not now mean to funny. Lucy in this one. Yeah, now it's funny. <laughs> but also, it's... Here's the thing. 
somebody has to stand up to the person being mean or the person being mean has to have fallen from grace and is being mean trying to get back to the point where they were being the meanest. Uh-huh. These are the two modes. Yeah. Albert is the first one. Catherine's the second one. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Andy's uh, shenanigans did lead to him discovering a secret, like, hidey hole underneath this deck that the board popped up from, where they found, uh, yeah, Leo's cocaine and a pair of boots. Yeah. Also, uh, it's a thing where he's going to be staying in Twin Peaks longer, it seems. Right, he's been assigned the case of, like, you know, solving the case of who shot Cooper. Yeah. Yes. And so, it's like, he's like... It just kind of seems like, well, I, I guess I better, like, not piss off too many people. Yeah, Cooper sure tells him later, like, all right, buddy, if you're going to stick around here, if you don't want to just get punched in the face every fucking day, maybe be like, take it down a notch. He has, still has his black eye. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, then we cut to the double R, where one guy is really just fucking losing his mind over this goddamn pie. He loves this fucking pie. Yeah. I don't... It is a nitpick. It doesn't matter. I I don't think that's a funny joke. <laughs> I just kind of think it's dumb. People love the pie. I like it when it's just Cooper being way too excited about everything and not that the pie is literally good enough that everybody needs to yell about how good it is. You know what I mean? Sure. I don't know. This didn't bug me. I just love that pie. It just feels a little bit like... There's notes in this episode like, that feel like they're not the quite... Hits. like in tune to me, if that makes sense. And that's one of them. It, it would be like someone, if they remade Twin Peaks, uh, but without any of these people, uh-huh. it'd be like someone going like, oh, now this pie is damn good. And you'd be like, all right, motherfucker, I sure, get it. <laughs> right, right, right. But anyway, Maddie and uh, Donna are meeting for lunch. And... Uh, <laughs> What happened to Donna? Donna showed up this season and said, Mr. Mr. Lynch, I need to be hot this season. And he was like, you know what? We can make this happen. Uh-huh. He was like, she was like, I'm dating Kyle McLaughlin, and you made Audrey sexy last season, and I'm worried about it. Guess what, so, motherfucker? Now, I'm gonna be sexy. Uh-huh. So she comes in to meet Maddie, who has brought her Laura's sunglasses. And yeah, I guess the best, like, in-fiction justification I have is that Laura's sunglasses have a corruption aura around them that have made Donna, like, 10% more evil. Yeah, but she was already evil when she walked in the door. Yeah, I guess that's true. (laughs) Yeah, no, like... She did one crime, and now she she can't get enough of it. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, like, that's kind of, like, what I was, like, ended up going on. That, like... Oh, like... She has, like, fully bought into herself as being, like, the cool, like, motorcycle... Right, yeah. Like, no, I think that's girlfriend. Probably... Like, biker girl. Yeah. It's very fucking, like... It's it's Blue Velvet, where, like, the Kyle McClock in that movie is just, like... He's just a good boy that found a crime, and he wants to investigate it. And then, somewhere along the line, he gets really horny for crime. This is weird. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll say, like, Donna's whole thing for this episode is, like, probably the main thing that didn't work for me this episode. I don't... It feels kind of abrupt. I don't totally see where the, like, jump happens in her personality. It's not, like, awful. Like, I, 
I like this version of Donna. It just doesn't feel like it flows naturally from where she was one episode ago. Did she go to the? She, go, she went to the Palmer House last night. It's fine. That pretty much explains everything. <laughs> um, but anyway, the most important part of the scene is the log lady. Yeah, the log lady uh, just like spitting, out her, spitting gum. her gum on the table. God, it's so it's funny. so fucking funny, dude. She was just <laughs> chewing, and I'm like, okay, what's happening here? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and she like is trying to spit it out into like a planter with obviously fake plants it just bounces against the fucking mayonnaise and ketchup and then she picks it up sticks it on a wall and pulls out another stick of gum uh-huh, uh-huh. it's so funny yeah uh the log lady like prologue for this episode is mostly her talking about gum <laughs> lord that's a good prologue like the, the other one you mentioned, that was, like, the first episode, yeah. I was like, I don't want I don't want that. Like, I don't want any, like, more Log Lady than what we have in this. Yeah, and there's definitely, like, like, more of that where she's just kind of, like, pontificating. But, yeah, like, there's a whole paragraph here. One more thing. I grew up in the woods. I understand many things because of the woods. Trees standing together, growing alongside one another, providing uh... so much. I chew pitch gum on the outside, let's say, of the Ponderosa Pine. Sometimes pitch oozes out. Runny pitch is no good to chew. Hard, brittle pitch is no good. But in between these exists a firm, slightly crusted pitch with such a flavor. That's the pitch I chew. Yeah, no, I decided I don't like <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a little too much. It's, yeah. Yeah, like the, the stuff with her... Uh, in like the... When like Cooper talked to her... Uh, you know, like with like oh, like the the fire is the devil. Yeah, it's the same kind of stuff, but they just use it very sparingly in the show itself. Yes. Yeah, as opposed to getting a little bit of it every single episode. I have not watched a single one of these fucking log lady intros, and I think I will keep it that way. They're all right. I mean, listen, she's performing the lines a lot better than I am as I'm reading the wiki, so they're you know sure, but I don't fucking care. And that's entirely fair. I get you. <laughs> um. Maddie uh, takes out her glasses. Hey, Donna, you see these fucking glasses? I'm going to destroy them because I hate wearing them. Yeah, what's going on here? She also got corrupted by the house. Yeah, Maddie's also going undergoing a corruption TF. <laughs> yes. What's going on here? Because, yeah, she's, like, completely abandoned her, like, dorky nerd look she had at first. Like, her hair is way more styled up. And, yeah, now she's getting rid of her, like really big glasses. She basically just looks like dark-haired Laura now. Honestly, yeah. kind of a shame. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, because it was definitely something that helped differentiate them, even though, she, like, the actress is really good at playing them different. Yeah. Um, it definitely also just feels like the actress being like, I don't want to wear these glasses anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> um... Yeah, we have Cooper and uh, Albert having a, a long conversation about the uh, about the you know getting shot and the whole crime. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andy comes in and does a he he's found out some stuff and he's very proud of himself. Yeah, he <laughs> for finding it. He out. discovered some and good then, info. And then the second that uh, Cooper asks him a question, he's like. Oh no! <laughs> oh, fuck. I forgot. Oh, where did I put? I wrote it down. Yeah. But he, he finds it. You know, he just got to pat all his pockets. It. Uh, and yeah, like he he gives a, a 
that information that Leah Johnson has a uh, a stone cold alibi uh, for the previous killing in this supposed serial right, case. Right, Teresa Banks, who we heard about in the pilot, uh, also you know found dead with a letter under her fingernail. Uh, Leo yeah. was in jail when that murder happened, so he couldn't have killed her, and if he didn't kill her, he almost certainly didn't kill Laura. Or at least it's a different murderer. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, like, otherwise, because I also think there's the implication that they, like, didn't publicize that there was, like, a letter under the figure. Right, because Cooper was like, playing that finger. really close to the chest until he confirmed that Laura had one. Yes. Um, I think we also sort of skipped over it, but, uh, when they were at the hospital earlier, Cooper saw them dragging off, uh, Jacques in a body bag. He's like, wait, is that bag smiling? Is that a man in a smiling I, bag? Like, what no, we, we did cover it. Oh, oh, right, I was fucking with my PlayStation. You were, you were fucking with the PlayStation. <laughs> okay, yes. right, right, right. Um, this is when we get the scene, uh, that we mentioned before with the one-armed man. Yeah. Uh, with Mike. Which, yeah, um, like, beyond what we were saying before, that, like, they're really playing up the, oh, my God, this guy only got one arm. It just yeah, doesn't feel like a like, well-acted scene, and I, I'm not really blaming the actors for it. I feel like they were not directed very good in this scene. Yeah. Yeah, like, and, like, the guy's just saying, like, oh, you know, like, the sheriff asked me to come around, you know, early convenience. This is the earliest convenience I could. Yeah. He's got also, a big... why does he sound like he's going to cry? Yeah, and then he just, like, smiles real big and slowly turns around and sort of stares at the camera, but he's, like, out of focus. And, like, what is this? This is not how Philip Mike Gerard acted when we met him. And it's also not how Mike acted when the dream. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it just feels like a really weird scene and not even in the way that Twin Peaks is, like, good weird. No, it feels like they're just saying, like, Hey, remember the one-armed man? Wasn't that... Didn't you love that? Well, here he is again. You like it, right? And yeah, it just doesn't... It, it's it's a false note. Yep. I guess I'm curious about what they're going to do with him, but also, I don't know how many times I want to see people think he's a weirdo. Yeah. 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 Um, James is uh, still incarcerated, and they're listening to Laura's tape, and uh, Truman's like grilling him and James is like you know lying throughout of like you know basically saying that no one else was involved and that he just knocked on the door and it opened yeah I do like that the season finale was like oh James you're in big trouble now we caught you with drugs now in this scene they're like listen we know that wasn't fucking you we know you it's fine <laughs> you're a bookhouse I mean, boy James I mean my word look at you you're a weed <laughs> This is this is just police uh, excusing their friends. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah, James's thing is just like, listen, you know full well that was like Mike or Bobby fucking with me, and Truman's just like, yeah, no, that makes more sense, honestly. And then and then James goes, hey, hey, I do you want to hear about this time where Laura said she was fucking a ghost, <laughs> and that uh, like she, you know, like kept on talking about fire, and then talked about a guy named Bob. Yeah. Anyway, that's, you know, nothing. Yeah, I, I'd forgotten about it until I heard the line on the tape about, you know, he really lights my F-I-R-E. But yeah, she told James, do you want to play with fire, little boy? Fucked up, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
And also, he is convinced that it wasn't Leah Johnson with the red Corvette that he was talk that she's talking right. about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, um, Cooper comes in and goes like, "Hey, James, I know you got that fucking keychain. Give it to me." Cooper has no fucking patience today. <laughs> yeah, well, he did get shot. Right? Yeah, he is like sore, and he has gotten no sleep, and he is angry, and he's like, "James, cut the shit and give me the fucking necklace." Yeah. And, yeah, James goes, like, well, it was in a coconut in Jacoby's office. And Cooper, again, like, in his, like, in a coconut. Yeah, Cooper's over, like, that's fucking stupid. Anyway, give me the necklace. Hand it over, kid. God damn it, I hate Jacoby. And then it's also, but also it's like, ah, I didn't think Jacoby was involved in this at yeah, all. Yeah, I just thought he sucked. Ah, oh, fuck, now I gotta think about him damn more. Damn it, I gotta talk Ugh. to him again. Uh, yep. Yep. Uh, and then oh right, Donna comes in to visit James in jail. Does that happen right now? Yeah, that happens now. Man. Uh, she comes in with yeah. Laura's sunglasses and a cigarette, and just decides to be hot at him. Yeah. Well, first she's hot near Lucy. Yes. Yeah, Lucy is sort of like, <laughs> um, hello, ma'am. How can I help you? No, she, Donna. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, she is also surprised about this very sudden character change. Yeah, uh-huh. Donna, yesterday you were wearing a nice skirt. You had plaid. Yeah, and then, like, then Donna drops, like, the most, like, cliche, like, you know, like, oh, like, when did you smart start smoking? Like, oh, I smoke when I'm tense. When did you get so tense? And then, like, when, well, since I started when smoking. When I started smoking. Like, yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. Another one of those bits where I'm like, I, well, you guys needed, like, a little more time on the script or something. I don't know what happened. I I don't know if it's, like, I'm meant to think that she's kind of, like, lame on it, but I... If that's the intention, if, like, I don't think that plays either, though. Yeah, yeah. I... Like I was saying, I not a lot of this Donna stuff in this episode works yeah. for me. Uh, but then she just starts uh, sucking on James's finger. Yeah, and he's well, like, mm, that's weird. <laughs> I don't know if she's sucking on his finger as much as biting it. Yeah, you know. These these are different things. Sure, yes. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> she's being horny at James, and she's like, don't you like it when I'm horny at you, James? And he's like, I don't know, I'm kind of scared of my dick. <laughs> yeah. Like, also, I'm in jail right now, so... Yeah, like- also, so we can't even fuck, so this is just bad for me. Right. Yeah, <laughs> James is just like, I mean, obviously you're hot, but I'm very confused right now. You're gonna give me blue balls in prison. I don't know what's going on anymore. Yeah, like I, you know, I got arrested investigating the murder of my last girlfriend with you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they've ordered every back issue of Flesh World, and they're gonna make Andy and Lucy uh, go through all of them to find any pictures. See if they it's can find so Teresa Banks in funny. there. It's so bad for them. But also imagine your OTP. <laughs> <laughs> this is the worst version of the parent trap. <laughs> yeah, as soon as Cooper leaves them alone to get to work, Andy's just like, well, boy, Lucy, I sure do feel uncomfortable being in this situation with you. And Lucy's like, why? We're both adults. We're professionals. She like whips open a flesh world and then gasps at it. <laughs> so funny. That's really good. I love Lucy. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, also, Cooper is like, it's great that they, you know, it's good that they are cooperating with the police with, you know, uh, you know, surprising with that their, you know, business is lurid, you know. Preying on the weak. Yeah. Yeah, preying on the weak of humanity. It's like, all right, Cooper. Relax, buddy. We know you don't jack it, but I'll judge. <laughs> God, Cooper. Uh, also, the... I just noticed this when I was watching it uh, for the first time I mentioned it to Molly, but the establishing shot of the police station on that is actually just a photo. It's so funny. Oh. Right? I saw it this time. It's, <laughs> it's, it is a photo of the previous establishing shot. Great. Wonderful. Yeah, they didn't even like reuse the establishing shot. They just, just like, took a screen cap. <laughs> just have to fuck it. Uh, Doc Hayward is inspecting Jacoby and he seems to be like how would, what's the fuck is up with this guy there's something weird with him I think it might and be because he's off his drugs yeah it might be it. that probably yeah. or, but also yeah. it starts the runner man the food here fucking sucks it does yeah this hospital just serves various slimes and goops yeah baby foods yeah baby foods yeah it's it's a joke that feels like a little too cartoony for this show to me uh, it, the, like, the part where it starts working for me is when you get, like, in the background later, a doctor going, we need to talk to that cook. <laughs> that is good. Like that. Also say, uh, Jack Nance, Pete, he sells the shit out of how bad this food is. Yes. Jack Nance is great in this. It's death. a real showcase for him. He's got, like, two scenes, and he just knocks them both out of the park. Yes. Um, but yeah, they show the, uh, Laura... Keech, like, uh, necklace to, uh, Jacoby, and he goes off about how Laura was a, you know, a broken heart. Yeah, no, this necklace was you perfect know. for her, because, yeah, it's a heart divided against itself. It's like, no, bro, it's like, you could buy these, like, anywhere. Agent Cooper, I don't know if you've figured this out about Laura yet. She seemed like the perfect prom queen, but she secretly had a dark side. He could. I think we we passed it already, but I forgot to mention it. I need to. Uh-huh. James talked about Laura and went, oh, like a while ago, Laura was still doing drugs then. I'm like, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> James, you're so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> All right, maybe stupid's the wrong word. Maybe optimistic is the right word, but oh my yeah, God, I've buddy. Seen zero evidence that she ever actually stopped doing drugs. She was definitely doing a bunch of cocaine She still. just told you she stopped. James, you're so fucking dumb. Yeah. Uh, but Jacoby basically summarizes everything about his subplot that we already knew. There's a lot of like, hey, in case you missed season one, let's catch you up on the plot so far in this episode. Which, again, like, the people who watched this originally are not watching it the way we are. Right, yeah, this was months later, you know, people, if you missed an episode, you just missed the episode. Ashley, you posted that ad of, like, find out who killed Laura Palmer. No, for real, for real, we mean it, for real. Uh, that, like, ABC put out. Was that for the beginning of this season? I don't think so. I just saw it and, like, I need to post this. Yeah, I think that was the episode where they finally reveal her killer, which, um... Okay, yeah. I was wondering if it was this one, because there's that, like, part at the end, and I'm like, I guess that would technically fulfill that promise. Right, right. <laughs> I was just curious from when that was from. Yeah, I, I believe that is from the episode where we finally find out who killed Laura. Okay. Yep. 
Uh, but yeah, Jacoby just talks about, yeah, he stalked James and Donna while they buried the locket, and then he stole it. Yeah, because he, he was stalking Leo first. Right. Yeah. Uh, and lost him, but then he picked up... Uh, yeah, Donna and James Trail. Can uh, I do a can I do a quick sidebar here? TV is so fucking weird, dude. They got eight episodes for their first season, and then somebody was like, "Yeah, the ratings went down to shit. Uh, give them twenty two more." Yeah, that's true. I don't know why that happened. What the fuck happened here? Yeah, T- yeah. TV's fucking weird. NBC's it, it makes off the no shits. goddamn fits. Yeah, I um, do know they hit a point where they were like gonna cancel it mid season, and like it just barely managed to get the season two finale on TV. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, that's all. Uh, yeah. Jacoby. Uh, but yeah, now we got uh, Bobby and... Is it... Shelly? It's Shelly. Yeah, yeah. Donna's the other... Is the other one with Hank, right? right. right? No, no, Donna... Nope. <laughs> God damn it. Norma's with Hank. Norma with Hank. Donna is... James. Uh, is Jokerified now. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna be a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> Um, There's things about season three that are like tailor made to destroy you, Ashley. In like bad way or good way? Um, in a way that'll be humorous for the listeners. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um. But yeah, she explains her whole thing, and Bobby almost let slip that he was there uh, when Leo got shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's like, no, I, I heard the, the cops talking. <laughs> right. Which, to be fair, the cops were bragging about shooting a dude, so... Yeah, that's true. Bobby and Shelly are cute in this scene. Yeah, I, I... I posted it on Twitter, but I really like Bobby's actor in this episode. Yeah, yeah. Huge, and, huge Bobby app. Yep. Yes. And this is what I'm like, I, th- I think I actually, like... Of all of, like, the non, like, kind of police characters, I think I like Bobby best. Yeah, I can see that, Definitely. He's he's got a I'd lot have, going on at the very this. least. Like he's got a lot of different like emotional beats. He's got different subplots that he's connected. Like there's a lot of things for him to be doing. So there's a lot of ways to get invested in him. Yeah, it just was like if you had told me when we watched the first episode that that I would think that I would never, you know, like fuck off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like every other character um, but- is kind of sequestered off on their subplot and Bobby is somebody that kind of wanders between a bunch of them. Yeah, he floats through a lot of this. Yeah, cuz he's got yeah. the stuff with Shelly and Leo, he's connected with the drug trade, he's connected to the Laura Palmer case. Yeah. Um anyway, he uses the uh draw st- string on the uh window to do it like a heartbeat measure. Yeah, he's like playing doctor joke. with Shelly. Getting a little yeah, saucy good joke, good in the bit. hospital. And then she's like, let's not fuck in the hospital. Yeah, maybe let's not fuck in the hospital. But also she's like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I kind of want to fuck in the hospital. It's just not smart to. Listen, Bobby, it's just smoke inhalation. We can still do it. (laughs) Also, I don't know who Catherine is or where she went. (laughs) Yeah, some weird lady freed me and yelled at me a bunch for being trapped. (laughs) (laughs) A lady yelled at me because I had a gag in my mouth and said she couldn't understand me because I was gagged. And I knew that, but it wasn't fair. She victim blamed me hard. (laughs) You don't understand, Bobby. I know we talked about it last week, but I can't understand you. You got a thing in your mouth is one of the funniest (laughs) fucking line reads on this show. 
th- that if if I hadn't already loved Catherine by the time she was like roping Pete into helping her, right? Then my God. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, yeah, uh, Nora says I love you. Not Norma. Wrong. Norma. Shelly. God, Shelly. I'm gonna Shelley. get. I'm gonna get you a chart. <laughs> I, that would be so helpful. <laughs> Shelly says, "I love you," and uh, Bobby goes, "I guess I love you too." Yeah. He's like, "Damn, I guess do I, I have emotions?" You. Yeah. Shit. Oh fuck. And I yeah, have feelings. Yeah, it's like a mix of both that, and he's like, "I guess I gotta say this." <laughs> yeah, I think it's easy to. Yeah. It, it, Easy to take it as like, oh, uh, yeah, I love you too, I guess. I think, yeah, more though, it is just like, oh, fuck, I no, do yeah, love like the, you. Oh, shit. Oh, damn. How about that? The way he walks out, like, it, like. Like, says it again to reassure himself. Yeah. Yeah, makes it feel like he is uh, doing it, like, it actually means it and is surprised at himself. Yeah, totally, totally. Um. Then we get a big Ed scene. Great big Ed yeah, scene. Yeah, great big Ed scene. We keep, yeah, every, like, main secondary character of the show gets a real nice little spotlight on this one. Yeah. That's what you could do with 90 minutes, it turns out. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And also by having everyone in the hospital. Uh-huh. Yes. Because, yeah, they come on Big Ed, who is just sitting in, like, a, a chair in a hallway because uh, Norma is in a coma after not, oh, I did it now. It's spreading. <laughs> Nadine? Nadine, there we go. <laughs> Nadine is in the hospital after her suicide attempt last night. And um, uh, we get... Albert yeah. says, like, some, like, fucking smart comment. And Truman's like, motherfucker, I'm going to get you some coffee so I don't punch you in the fucking face. Yeah. Right. But then, unfortunately for Truman, uh, the coffee is directly across the hall from Big Ed. Yes. It's yeah, so and like <laughs> buy you a coffee? Okay, sure. And then uh oh wait, free coffee. Yeah, oh uh, let's walk two feet and get some coffee, I guess. Not even two yeah, feet. Yeah. Uh also, uh like Cooper goes like Albert, I want to talk with Big Ed right now. I don't want to talk to you right now, I will talk to you later. Albert? 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 Uh Big Ed basically explains what the deal is with Norma and Nadine. And Molly, you basically called every step of it. Yeah, probably. Uh, Because, yeah, Norma and Ed were, uh, like, high school sweethearts, and then Norma went off with Hank for, like, a weekend, and Ed got mad and jealous, and took Nadine, like, out to the woods or something, and had, like, just a weekend with her, and because he was, like, wanted to get back at Norma because he was a dumb teenager, he proposed to her. Yeah. Yeah. I I like the way he says it, which is, like, half drunk. Yeah. uh, Half stupid and, like, half crazy. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, then after that, he finds out, oh, yeah, Norma and Hank didn't even, like, fuck. They were just, like, hanging out. Oh, shit, well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now I'm married then, to a girl that, uh, well, I, okay, this was a dumb idea. Let's go out to a cabin for, like, a honeymoon. I'll have a fun time, and then maybe we can talk about annulling this so that we don't have to be married to each other for life. But then during that, they go hunting, and Ed accidentally shoots out her eye. Yes. And, like, he's like, well, I can't divorce her now. 
She's not even but mad like, at me for maiming her. Yeah, but, like, also throughout that, like, he is, like, talking about her, and you definitely, like, get the feeling of, like, how he has, like, even if it is, like, not the, like, been the best, like, marriage, and, like, you know, he has always, like, loved another person, you get why he was, like, yeah, I, I can do this. Yeah, yeah, like, I don't think he... And also, I have to. Yes. yes. I, I don't think he is romantically in love with her at all, but he definitely has a tenderness towards her. Yeah. And that, yeah, that combined with his sense of guilt is just like, I I can't do this to her. Yeah. Um. My favorite part of this. Yeah, by go the way, ahead. I, I know this is all very emotional. <laughs> no, no, no. Albert... Albert is across the way just laughing at him the whole time, and he's, like, looking at Truman like, dude, this is funny. You have to laugh with me. This is well, yeah, funny. Like, ex- especially when, uh, like, right when he says, like, oh, I shot her eye out, he, like, looks over and is like, hold on. <laughs> I am now interested in you. <laughs> yeah. Hang on a fucking minute. Yeah. And then Albert yeah. progresses to pulling out a handkerchief and miming, drying his tears with it. <laughs> King shit. Love this, love this guy. <laughs> um, the god. <laughs> also, uh, it's very funny because I. This is the fr- he's he's in scenes before this, but this is the first time you can really see like the fading bruise around his eye. Yeah, which made me yeah. think he got punched in the eye again <laughs> while it was off screen, and he was still doing this. It would be so fucking funny if every new so scene Albert funny. had a new bruise. <laughs> we just that's, didn't talk I, about it. I almost thought that's what was going to happen because of the way that, like, uh, Cooper earlier in the episode goes, okay, if you don't want to walk around with two black eyes every day, and then we cut back over to him and he's already got a black eye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would be fucking incredible. Um, and yeah, I, another a big ad line I like is, you know, and, and, you know, I just close my eyes and, you know, like, you know, never wanted to open them, and when I did, she was there. Yeah, yeah. It was like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Ed is very good. I, I don't know his actor's name. The actor's very good at selling just, like, Ed's kind of quiet sadness. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he is not a wreck ever, but, like, he is just a sad man at his core. And he's yeah. a nice man and, like, a friendly guy, but there's just a sadness to him. Yes. Also, I don't understand the smiling bag bit that happens here. So, Cooper oh. goes, looks into the bathroom, and the body bag they were hauling Jacques out in is now hung up, and the yes. zipper on it, it kind of looks like a smile. Well, okay, yes, yes, yes. But what is it, like, indicating? It's just the thing, like, the giant told him turned true. There was a man in a smiling bag. Like, the, the, like the giant told him, hey, I'm going to tell you these things, and you're going to discover that I'm telling the truth. Oh, okay, so this is just like, hey, pay attention. Yeah. You'll yeah. see these things, and then you'll believe me. Right. Okay, yeah, sure, whatever. That's way less interesting than what I thought was happening. <laughs> I thought these were going to be real clues. Yeah, that's... That not, one's not, not just things that happen. Yeah, the... Yeah, well, I don't want to spoil things. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's fine, you know. Right. Anyway, Pete thinks this food's fucking foul. <laughs> Pete reacts as though he has smelled toxic gas. And then he puts the oxygen thing back in his nose, and you see him, like, breathe in really heavy, like, four times. Uh-huh. Beautiful art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. terrific. Well, like, also, he, ac- he accidentally, like, 
like inhales like some of it like in his mouth and he's like Ugh, yeah yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah great stuff very here. good stuff <laughs> and then normal walks out of um shelly's room and is like hey don't eat the food here it'll kill you ha ha um and she's like i'll bring you a pie later and uh shelly goes i swear to god if you don't bring me two fuck if you don't bring me a whole fucking pie norma i will kill you, you <laughs> i love back. shelly's right here where you at i was like oh i got a i got a pie i'll bring you some Norma, I am not joking. Bring me the entire bring the pie. Whole pie. I'll bring it too. <laughs> These two are cute. They are yep. Very cute. Maybe they should ditch those guys. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was going to be your next fucking line. <laughs> Listen, you I know the it's most not blatant lesbian in the world. <laughs> I know it's not gonna happen. I just wanted to say no, it. Sure. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if I was like, gonna ship two women on this show, and yeah. like they've had the most interaction. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. They by do default. stuff together. Yeah, like I guess it'd be Donna and Laura, but Laura's you know dead, so that really doesn't. Laura count. is dead. That's so true. <laughs> Listen, they definitely fucked at least once. At least once. Um, yeah, that. That yes, I'm pretty sure you're right. Like, and I'm not even like, I'm half joking there. Like, oh no, yeah, no, like, I buy that. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, this uh, as she's walking off, she sees Big Ed, and she's like, oh, we're too nice. Yeah, he's. She sees uh, Big Ed like at Norma's side as she's unconscious, and he's like clasping her hand Maybe. and. Fuck, Nadine. God damn it, Ashley. You've got me doing it. <laughs> <laughs> and Norma's just like, oh, oh I, can't, I can't look at this. I gotta go. Um. Anyway, uh, now for my favorite scene of this uh, yeah, show. Yeah, time for, for uh, yeah, Bobby to just have a great fucking scene with his dad. It's Bobby Day. It's Bobby Day, baby. Bobby's happening and here. The great part of this is he does like not say really a word for this for the majority of this scene, yeah. it is just reaction, which is like the hardest thing to do as an actor. Totally, yeah, yeah. It is, um, it is in a very emotional scene, and a huge part of the lifting is just uh, Dana Ashbrook's reaction shots. Yes. Oh, that's who Dana Ashbrook is. Okay. Yes. Yes. I just I didn't look it up. Yeah. I'm, I'm when I saw Ashley's tweets. Yeah, yeah. Um. But yeah, Major Briggs is in the diner when Bobby comes in, and he's just like, oh, hey, my son, would yeah, you like to come sit with me? And Bobby's just like... <laughs> Bobby is smoking. <laughs> yeah. Bobby's like, ah, fuck, god, yeah, sure, dad, fine. And he just kind of, like, crawls into the booth and lays down in it. <laughs> Bobby refuses to sit up straight when his dad's around. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, the, the thing, like... His dad asks him how um, school was, and they both know Bobby didn't go to school today, 100%. but Bobby's going to lie about it anyway. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then uh, Bobby asks his dad, how was work? And then he was like, oh, it was fine. And he's like, what do you do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, he, like, suddenly, like, is, like, realizing that he has, like, no knowledge of, like, so so many people, especially, like, his parents. Yeah, yeah. But also... Major Briggs cannot tell Bobby what he does for a living. That's classified. No, it's classified, son. Please. Can't tell him exactly. even, like, in broad strokes. 
And he's like, all right. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, eventually the major asks Bobby if he can share something with him. And he explains that last night he had a vision, not a dream, which is just, you know, the mind cataloging events of the day, but a vision, which is when the mind reveals itself to itself. And he just kind of describes this whole scene where he, like, found himself in this beautiful, like, ivory palace that, uh... Yeah, and he's like, you know, this was the place that I had come from. Yeah, but I'm visiting it for the first time in many years, and I'm delighted to see, like, that it's been kept in such good repair, and they've added rooms to it since I've been here, but in this very elegant way that you wouldn't know that they weren't here already. Yeah, if I if I did not know that they are, uh, you know that that they were not here, I you, you would never know. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden there was a knock on the door. Yeah, and, and I open it, and there is my son. And yeah, like Bobby goes from like halfway through just being like, "All right, okay," to like tearing up and like all like on the board like verge of like losing it yeah and yeah his dad explains that like yeah no my son was there in my dream and he was happy and carefree and like like we said uh bobby's reaction shots are selling a lot of this the other part of it is that like there is a little bit of like a uh quivering in uh the major's voice as he's explained this you can tell it is just like it was such a powerful thing for him to see his son like just happy and like living a good life that was bringing him joy. And it's just like filled him with love for his son in this moment. Yeah. And then he gets up and offers to him a handshake, a fucking handshake. Dads. Fuck dude. He does offer him a handshake and yeah. Fucking military dads. Right. It's definitely a gesture that Briggs means with, like, much more emotion behind it than it would from just about anybody else, but also, fuck your damn son. No, I love it, because he's just described how beautiful this hug was. Yeah, I didn't even think of that Yeah, He's describing them embracing in the dream, and then he only handshakes him. And, like, they focus on the handshot. It is totally perfect. No, you're right, you're right. Yeah, he's, he's not ready yet. Yeah. Yeah, and... Like, both the Major's not ready for it, but, like, yeah, like, Bobby is not ready. He has not reached that point yet. And you could just see it, like, crushing upon him. Yeah. He says, he says, I wish you the best in all things, as if this was a job interview that he got turned down for. (laughs) It's, yeah, I, I think it's such a great scene. Yeah. Because, yeah, I definitely see what you're saying. That, yeah, right. They're not at the point that they were in in his dad's dream. But there is also just, like, I feel like there's a lot of affection in his words and actions. Even oh, though, ostensibly, yeah, like, they're very, like, clinical and sterile. But, like, he's handshaking him because, like, no, no, no. You're, like, a grown man. And, like, after my dream, like, I respect you as a human being and not just as my son. Yeah. Yes. Um... And then uh, Bobby notices uh, Hank. Yeah. And it's like, ah, fuck, right, I saw a murder. <laughs> oh, right, murder happened. <laughs> yeah. Not 12 hours ago, I was involved in crime. Right. Sorry, Dad. <laughs> uh, also, I, I, I just suddenly remembered it, but 
earlier on when um oh actually i think it's still coming up uh yeah, it, it's the next scene, so I'll just say it then. Um, I, I do like uh, Hank being like, Major, how was the pie? Um, Hank is such a piece of shit, but also he sells himself <laughs> not being that so well. Yes. Yeah, uh-huh. Well, and also because, like, the Major was like, the, you know, this, like, went on, like, a whole thing about how great the pie the huckleberries is. huckleberries are particularly fresh today. And then, like, when he gets, when he gets asked it by Hank, he just goes... It was all, you know, exemplary, as always. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, I also like Norma yeah. coming in and kind of, she's upset about the thing with Nadine. So she just kind of blows past Hank and Hank looks at Bobby and is like, women, am I right? Women. Yeah. <laughs> women. Also, I, you saw me murder a, do- a guy, so don't fucking say anything. I don't think Hank knows that Bobby was there. Yeah. I think that's oh, the okay. thing. Yeah, I don't think Hank saw oh, okay. Bobby. Okay, because if because yes. if he knew, he was Bobby de- yes. would be fucking dead. Absolutely. Yes, because because Bobby was down on the floor. Right. 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 Yes. Good. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and then yeah, we go back to the police department where they have Lucy's really just trying to break the fucking world record for most donuts on a table. Yes. <laughs> just in so the, many donuts. An obscene number of donuts. Yeah, because there's a, there's a great line earlier where Cooper's like. All right, I'm gonna you know get there and gonna lay everything out. And yeah. uh, Truman's like, "Are you gonna need the rocks and the jug again?" And he's like, "Nope, you know, just blackboard and chalk." Yeah. He's like, "Well, donuts, right?" And he's like, "Don't fucking joke about that, <laughs> Truman." Yeah, fucking of course, donuts, man. Come on. Um. Uh, but yeah, they go through all of the uh, the clues. Yeah, this is basically just again like a recap of the case so far to catch you back up or remind you of details about it. Um, yeah, it's Albert and Cooper kind of trading off, just explaining what we know. Um, yeah. Pretty much where they um, land is that, yeah, there had to be a third man there who took Laura and Renette from the cabin to the train car, uh, which, you know, we have heard about from the log lady, but I don't think we've seen much solid evidence of other than we know Jacques and Leo couldn't have done it, so there had to be somebody else. Yeah, there had to be somebody yes. else. Um, and part of that is because they have found blood that uh, doesn't match Leo's or Jacques. Right, the fire walk the part of me thing... note was written in blood, and it doesn't match anybody's at the scene. Yeah, and I think yeah. part of confirming that is now that Leo is in the hospital, they can, like, type his blood against... Right, right. Or I assume, yes. this is not something that's spoken, but I assume Leo being in the hospital lets them, like, lay this out for real. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Um, and it's a very rare blood type, so that we'll know it when it pops up again. Right. AB. Yeah. Um, AB negative. AB negative. Um, but in the uh, version that we have of the Blu-ray, the Twin Peaks, the television yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, collection, there is a very, like weird moment, for me at least. No, I know what you're going to say. Yeah, yeah, I saw it too. Where it goes from like Blu-ray quality to like VHS quality. I think what it is, there's this scene has like a very long panning shot across the donuts that's like, then shots from the crime are superimposed over that. And for whatever reason, I assume because it was necessary for how they shot, like did that effect, it's like shot on video instead of film, so they can't and upscale they it in the same it. way. Yeah. Yes. Like they can't do a new transfer of it. Uh, and like on yeah. TV, you wouldn't have noticed the difference. No, no. Yeah. It's just with like 
my big screen TV right. and these Blu-rays. Yeah, yes. the, the image quality like nose dives for like five minutes and then shoots back up. Yeah, I was just like, wait, what the? F-? Yeah, like, yeah. What the fuck just happened? Chelsea is in the room with me, and she is obsessed with how many fucking donuts are on this table. There's so many donuts, dude. Because there's, there's a lot. So, the thing is that there's a like, lot of donuts. Listen, I know that they, like, you know, it's part of the joke. Yeah. But even on the set of Twin Peaks, they had to get so many donuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is just the craft table. Right. <laughs> um, as they're laying out all the details of the crime, uh, Andy starts to cry as he does, and Albert makes fun uh, of him for it, and Andy loses fucking temper. <laughs> yeah, this is what we call a, a three-handkerchief one, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> you listen here, Albert Rosen Smart. I don't like the way you talk smart to people around here. Mm-hmm. And then storms out of the room. And, and I like Lucy like, a little That's bit. That's my man. <laughs> yeah, Lucy's That's my like, man. Ah. Yeah, get his ass, yeah. Andy. <laughs> like, I'm still angry at you, but you. Yeah, yeah. Truman also has a little bit of like, yeah, get his ass, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think even Albert's like, I can't even respect that. Yeah, he kind of got my ass. <laughs> I don't know if he got no, my he ass. He did but... not get his ass. <laughs> I cannot get stress his ass enough. His slightly. ass was not got. <laughs> but like, I, I respect him for standing up. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, Cooper's just like, yeah, no, every lead we have is gone. Our only hope of solving this murder is finding the third man. Yeah. Fucking Waldo the bird is dead. How are we going to solve this one, y'all? <laughs> That's so it's true. so funny. He goes, Waldo is dead. Is Laura Palmer <laughs> is dead. Renette Pulaski and Leo Johnson are in comas. Jacques Renault is dead. Waldo the bird is dead. <laughs> it's gone too far. <laughs> They assassinated a bird. <laughs> they sure did. Uh, then, yeah, we get Pete's big scene in this episode. Truman is, took him home from the hospital, uh, mostly because he's trying to figure out where the fuck Josie went to. Yep. Uh, and yeah. Uh, incredible scene. Fantastic. <laughs> Pete seems like he maybe needed to stay in the hospital another day. Yep. Yeah. He is wheezing and coughing like the... St- a smoke inhalation has not really cleared up yet. Ah, uh, he's probably no. like 60 years old. This ain't changing. <laughs> yeah, he's just like gasping for air as Truman like helps him over to his chair. And uh, yeah, they find a note that Josie left that said uh, that she went to Seattle on business. Yep. I think she goes there to indulge in a secret vice. Shopping. <laughs> yeah, Truman's like, oh my god, what? Yeah. Yeah, he's like, oh shit. Sheriff uh, Truman, I then, don't know if you know this, but Josie seems like a nice girl, but she's got a secret dark side. She's a shopaholic. Truman, I don't know if you know this, but women be shopping. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say that, Luke, and I was so... I was like, no, I get to do this event. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I could give you this. Women do be shopping. Yeah, but uh, yeah, with that squared, Truman kind of just tells Pete, like, we haven't found Catherine yet, and I know you're hoping that she survived, but it, it might be a good idea to start preparing for... The, expecting the expecting worst. Expecting that 
she most likely didn't. And yeah, yep. Pete just gives a monologue and just just decides to fucking suddenly become an extremely like emotionally uh, like resonant character after just being a joke guy for nine episodes or whatever. Yep, King. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's so great. Yeah. He fucking sells it out here. Mm-hmm. It's like, ah, oh, we don't need to sugarcoat it. Living with her was pure hell. There used to be a little bit of heaven in there. Yeah. Like, oh, it Pete! Definitely, this definitely made me want to rewatch like Eraserhead. Like, like how much did I like? Yeah, yeah. Miss of if this. you want to watch Jack Nance do a bunch of acting, Eraserhead is the movie for you. Yeah. Although it's less this and more him just being like, "Man, this is a fucked up puppet David Lynch gave me." <laughs> Weird yeah. baby. It's the baby. Gotta love it's, it. Mm. <laughs> mm. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, it's a good scene. Uh, Pete, always a, a delight to see on this show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then we get a phone call from the mysterious... I looked in the credits, uh, he's credited as just Asian man. Alrighty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He does make a call back to Hong Kong. Yeah, he calls Truman to be like, hey, I want to talk to Josie. And she's like, okay, she's not here. And he just hangs up and, yeah, makes a collect call to Hong Kong. Yeah. Some sort of international intrigue. Yeah. Yeah. I bet this isn't going good places. No. Mm-mm. I was like, because you were talking, I remember you talking about, like, um, the Japanese businessman. Japanese businessman jokes. And then, like, going, like, but, like, I know Twin Peaks was, like, huge in Japan. Yeah. Like, and, like, w- like wondering about that, and they're like, well, I like a lot of things that have, like, casual to, like, horrible transphobia in them. Sure, so. yeah. Um, it, it, in my memory, like, it's definitely gonna be here for several episodes, and it won't be very fun. Uh, I, I think we kind of do get past it and just kind of move on. Hopefully my memory's right about that. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. We've seen on this very podcast the way our memories can deceive us. Betray us. <laughs> Memory, memories that were recent. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, we do have to get to season three of this show. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I do no, have to yeah. know. Right, right. Yeah, I think... It, there's definitely, obviously, Twin Peaks is, like, really heavily serialized, so there is nothing like the Prisoners, like, watch order shit with fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can find lists of, like, okay, here's the list of episodes in season two you can just skip and not feel too bad about. We're not doing that. No, we're gonna watch yeah. them. We're watching them. It's honestly, a, a lo- like, I was checking that, and, like, even a lot of the viewing guides are like, you should watch all of them. There's, there's stuff in each of them that's, like, interesting or relevant. But, like, these are the ones that, you know, they're not going to be as fun. <laughs> Just know that going in, I guess. Uh, now we get a really great back-to-back scene of the horns. Yeah. Uh, where they go from their incredibly goofy-ass self to uh, their, like, all right, let's be evil guys Evil now. business, yeah. Yeah, Jerry's got some sort of French dessert. It's like a head dipped in chocolate or something. I'm just going to take yeah, a wild guess and assume pig's head, but I yeah, don't know. Yeah, I also thought pig's head. They don't say that. I don't know why we both thought that. 
They don't. I thought Ghost Head. Hmm. Maybe, maybe. I also uh, think they don't say, I don't think it's Jacoby they say who's the guy without his chemical starts pointing or whatever. But I assumed yeah. it was Jacoby. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a, just, I feel like I'm just jotting down notes here. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. I feel like Cooper will, like, say that line again. <laughs> yeah, it will, sure. it will be very clear which man points without chemicals. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, anyway. Anyway, yeah, Hank is just uh, looming <laughs> evilly inside their <laughs> fireplace study. There was... There was a part where he's facing the fire, uh, the fireplace, and I, all I saw was like a leather jacket and hair. And I was like, "Dude, if Audrey is back here, going to kill her dad, uh, that would be the most incredible scene in all of television." But no, she's yeah. busy being uh, stuck in evil Canada. She is stuck in evil Canada. Yeah. Also, yeah, like uh, Ben just like casually was like, "Has anyone seen Audrey today?" Yeah, no. that's why I was like, "Bro!" Right, right. My thought. Uh... <laughs> As this scene started, because Hank is like one leg up on the fireplace. I was like, they're not going to do this because they couldn't on network TV. It does look like he's about to piss to put this fire out, though. (laughs) (laughs) I really like Jerry in this scene. Yeah. Just because, like, you know, we've seen him be evil with, uh, like, Blackie before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like... You just get, like, a good element of his kind of weaselly, like, evil. Right, right. <laughs> um, where, like, you know, like, oh, we don't have to worry about Leo. They say he's got brain damage. Well, how can they tell the difference? Yeah. I like his little exchange with Hank where Hank's like, well, I, I couldn't go inside and shoot him again because there were cops everywhere. Uh, he's like, uh, he, was, he was chopping wood. Wait, he was chopping wood inside? Yeah, you know Leo. He was chopping wood inside? Inside? Yeah, you know, like, yeah, yeah. you know Leo. You know Leo. He's and a dipshit. What do you want from me? And then Ben is like, no, you know how he is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they're all crime buds at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. They're, you know, we're here to have a good time, guys. They yeah. run this town. They all just have a nice group hug. Yeah. And yeah, like they they still are like, hmm, not, don't know about you. Don't feel know how I feel about this. Yeah, yeah. But they have to work together. Right. Yeah. Uh yeah. Fun fun evil guy scene. Uh right, then we get back to Audrey at one eyed Jacks. Uh Blackie is just being massaged by some of the other it's, girls. Yeah. Uh bad time for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Audrey's not in a good way. No. Uh, she has found that she is locked in her room now and has been escorted here by, uh, uh, guard. Wow. Sorry. My brain, like, stopped working halfway through that sentence. (laughs) Um, You're good? Yeah, I'm great. (laughs) But, yeah, um, Audrey's just talking about, like, well, yeah, listen, that, the owner just wasn't really my type, so. And... Black is like, I don't know if you understand, like, what the deal is here. Yeah, like, this is... You, you get that this is, like, sex slavery, right? I feel yeah, like, like we you were get pretty that clear we're about like, that. Yeah. We're not really trying to hide it. We're evil. We're Canadians. We're evil Canadians. Uh, so, yeah, you know, from now on, everybody's your type, Audrey. And she's like, ah, fuck. Yeah, geez, ah, fuck. I might have goofed this one. 
Yeah, like we get like a scene with her later, and she's like, "I might have girl boss too close to the <laughs> sun here." <laughs> Special agent, I don't know. I can girl, girl boss gatekeep gaslight my way out of this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Oh, Ashley, did you know that Audrey's actress is a MILF now? I mean, that makes sense. <laughs> she was on Gilmore Girls being a MILF. <sighs> She's a Gilmore like the fuck. It's not what I said, but okay. <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't. <laughs> Just wanted to make sure you knew. Yeah. Um, oh, one thing we did kind of gloss over. Earlier on, Donna got a an anonymous note telling her to look into the Meals on Wheels. Right, yes. Yes! Uh, which we're circling back we to were now, too, because Donna calls we, up... We were too busy talking about how the corrupting shades. Right, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Little did they know, Laura bought those sunglasses from a weird store at the mall. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah, she is a MILF. <laughs> I'm telling you! You think I was going to lie to you? No, I just I just was looking. <sighs> anyway, yeah, uh, Donna calls Norma and just asks her if she can uh, take over Laura's Meals on Wheels route. Um, so you know, setting up that yeah. plot line for she's later. She's gonna do that. Uh, I do want to know. It was Autumn who told me that she's a milf now. Thank you, Autumn. I just want to. I just want to note that. On <laughs> Thank the you, Autumn. Thank you, Autumn. She also apparently played two different characters in Gilmore Girls. She's milfin, dude. <laughs> She's milfing. <laughs> I didn't think that was that funny. <laughs> it hit. It hit. I think I was hey. mostly reacting to Ashley's reaction. <laughs> hey, what's going on at this fucking freak party that the Palmers are hosting? <laughs> what the fuck is happening? The pa- oh, I thought the Haywards were hosting it. Uh, it might be the Haywards, but the Palmers are standing at the middle of the Their houses are decorated the in the exact same way, so I can't tell. <laughs> I I want to say it's the Palmers' place just because of, like, the positioning of the table and the way everyone's sitting. But it very well could be the um, Haywards' place. Either way, this is freak shit. What the fuck is happening in suburban white people houses? <laughs> yeah, be- yeah, this is specifically suburban white people freak shit. Yeah. <laughs> Um, this is the, like, middle-class version of an eyes-wide-shut party. Yeah, I feel like it must be the Haywards, because it's already freak shit. It would be even more freak shit to be like, hey, let my daughter come over to your house in a princess costume and tell you about her report card. No, but they would they would do that, though. Yeah, no, that that's something that would happen. This seems like it is meant to be a dinner that the Haywards are throwing in Gersten's honor. Because she did good at school. No, because this is some weirdo freak shit they've been doing for years. I mean, I agree yeah, no. with you that it's weirdo freak shit. No, but they, they explicitly say that, like, they've been doing this with Laura and Donna, too. You know, you're right, but they also say this is the Hayward Supper Club. Okay, well, still. So, yeah. No. Still. It's all freak shit. On this, we can agree. Uh, yes, but, uh, Gersten, who is Donna's youngest sister, who we have not seen until now, uh, you know, is saying that she, yeah, got good grades at school, she got cast as, uh, a princess in her school play, which she's dressed up as now, and she's just going to be playing various musical pieces on the piano for you this evening. The girl plays well. Uh, yeah, she's good at the piano. Yeah. 
She definitely put that like on her like head back of her headshot. Totally, yeah, yeah. Uh, but before that, um, Donna's other sister Harriet has to read a poem that she wrote about Laura, and like this to me is the part where I'm like, "What are you people doing? <laughs> this is cringe. Yeah, this this is cringe. This is so cringe. And not only Twin is it Peaks cringe, cringe compilation." Yeah. <laughs> this is Twin Peaks is losing ratings. Um, <laughs> she like reads this, and then in the middle of the poem, she explains the metaphors she used, <laughs> and then wraps it up. Like, you can't do that, Doc Hayward. <laughs> I like you a lot. You're a nice man. Why are you letting your fucking like freshman daughter read a shitty poem? about your friend's dead daughter to them, like, less than a week after she died. Ah, you know, Leland's into it. Leland is into it. Sarah is dying. Yes. Sarah's just like, I want all of this to stop. Uh I used to be the crazy one in this family, and now, (laughs) now... I have visions of a creepy man stalking around my daughter's bedroom, and I am the most normal person in this room. God, what the fuck is happening here? Yeah, it's it is some. This is the most baffling scene so far in Twin Peaks, and we had those backwards people. <laughs> this is um, the most confusing shit I've seen in my life. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> it's really funny when it like cuts, it like pans over to Don and uh, Marianne, and like they're just like, I guess we're here. <laughs> the most incredible part about this to me. I can't tell exactly what they are, but we're seeing, like, you know, they're, they don't have, like, dinner plates yet. It sure looks to me like they just got a big glass bowl of meatballs on the table. <laughs> I think the, one of them is walnuts. They have a thing oh, of walnuts. walnuts. That makes way more sense. So I just I was like, why do they just have a bowl of unsauced meatballs? Do you think Maddie uh, is sitting here like, oh, my God, what have they been doing since I moved away? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, I feel like Maddie has, like, a life. Like, she seems to be, like, she's maybe, like, a year older than the other kids. Like, no, no, I have, like, an apartment and a job. Why am I here? God only knows. Who knows? Um, but Leland's got to explain how he just feels like a weight has been lifted off his shoulder. You- I killed a guy. I feel so much better now. I feel so much better after I murdered a man. Yeah, Doc Hayward's yeah. like, hey, Leland. The fuck happened to you, bro? As, yeah. as your doctor, what? As the trained medical professional, my official diagnosis on your hair is, what the? What, <laughs> what the? the fuck? Yeah, Leon's like, yeah, yeah I, I don't really know, man. It happened overnight. But, you know, when I saw myself in the mirror this morning, it, I, I could feel like I had turned a corner. You know, like, I still have a, a, a great amount of sadness in me, but it's not overwhelming the way it has been. He's like, I'm normal now. Yeah. And they're also talking about how the mill burned down and like, oh, like they lost, uh, they're going to lose like 150 jobs. It's terrible. Um, and Hayward's kind of digging in like, hey, man, so uh, can't imagine your boss, Ben, is into that though, huh? Like, it's like, well, I'm his lawyer. I can't really comment. And I'm also your lawyer. Yeah, so maybe don't fucking do this. Yeah, uh-huh. Uh, and then Leland's like, I, I feel like singing, and everyone's like, yes, and Sarah's like, no. I feel like... <laughs> no, Hayward is like, I guess, man. Yeah, no. <laughs> Leland's like, no, oh, I just feel great. I feel no, like but- singing, and Hayward's like, 
yeah, sure, yeah, you want to sing a song? Oh, you know, given the things I've uh, put you through tonight, I guess I can't say no. I made you endure my daughter's shitty poetry, so yeah, I guess get up and sing if you want to. Yeah, but he, he does a whole, like, song and dance. He's got, like, hand movements with it. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, you know, it's it's, it's nice. People are kind of laughing at how much he's kind of hamming it up. It's, you know, corny but kind of cute. And then he just keeps picking up the tempo and, like, Gersten is struggling to keep up with him on the piano. And then he just collapses. Mm-hmm. Yep. I also, it also feels like she's like, all right, give me the tempo, big man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, lay it on me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the song he sings is, yeah, forget your troubles, come on, get happy. Uh, and then, yeah, he collapses, and they all rush to, like, help him, help him, and as he wakes up, he's like, I'm happy! I'm really happy! I feel happy! I feel happy! I'm extremely normal now! Yeah, he looks like he's about to have, like, one of his crying spells where he wanted people to dance with him, and then he's like, no, I'm good, actually, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. I'm so normal these days! Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Cooper is finally getting some rest. Yeah. Yeah, sure he is, pal. <laughs> yeah, Cooper's laying in bed talking into his tape recorder. I just I like how he's just like he can't move because every movement he makes is painful. So he's yes. just laying like stiff as a board in bed as he talks into the tape recorder. It's like I oh, Diane, well, this sucks real bad, but we're making progress, I think. I don't know. I gotta sleep. I had a dream about a giant when I got shot. That was fucked up. Anyway, I might tell you. I might tell you about that sometime. I don't know. Yeah, the exact phrase that he uses is "I got goofy last night." <laughs> <laughs> he did get goofy last night. What can I say? Uh, and he said something about like sleep deber- uh, deprivation and GIs and <laughs> yeah, um, the Korean War. Right. Yeah, as we know from the experiments conducted on GIs in the Korean War, sleep deprivation is a one-way ticket to insanity. Cooper, that was your guys. Uh huh. Cooper, that was your guys who did that. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, Audrey has a prayer. Yes, Audrey prays to Agent Cooper from uh her her God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's just praying to him, like, hey. Agent Cooper, um, I'm... This kind of sucks real bad. <laughs> I accidentally sold myself to sex slavery. Yeah, I kind of... I was trying to go undercover to help you with your investigation. I left you a note. Did you not get it? I don't see how you couldn't have. I, like, cut to the note fell under his bed when he got shot. Yeah. yeah. And he never got the chance to read it. Which is just... Ugh, it's right there! It's, um, I, I must say, Audrey, why didn't you leave when your dad came in? Like, I know it's, like, difficult, but I don't know how you didn't just flee. How did you get here in the first place? I assume you drove. Yeah, or, or yeah, I... Yeah. We The only way we've seen people get here is taking, like, the boat. My boat. Yeah. Audrey, if it sucks, hit the bricks. Well, they've got her locked up now. Yeah, no, that's true. But yeah, I, the move was probably to whip off the mask when her dad was here, be like, aha! Aha, I've caught you. And then he'll be like, oh, great, it's my daughter. Right. All right, well, guess I'm gonna go. Because, <laughs> like, guess I'm not doing this anymore. Ben Horn sucks real bad, and, like, we talked about this last time. Maybe that would have gone badly for her, but the my gut impression is just be like, ah, shit, all right, let's go. We gotta have a fucking talk. 
But also, I get why she was hesitant to do that. Yeah. Um, I do like as she is saying her prayer for Cooper to save her, like, I mean, I guess, you know, listen, uh, I'll, I'll probably get in way more dangerous situations once I'm your cool FBI sidekick and we're having adventures yeah. together. Yeah, and also she's like, listen, I could totally handle this, but, like, I maybe, you know, got a bit deeper than I thought. You no, know, it's my first time out, and I, I could maybe have a little bit of help. <laughs> and then she's like, help me, help me, and then it just cuts to Cooper sleeping. Yeah. He's like, bro, I am so fucking tired. Yeah. And then the giant walks in, and he's like, damn, you are tired. <laughs> Man, you out. <laughs> yeah, the giant wakes him up. Which I like, he's like we didn't talk about it at the beginning, uh, I like anytime the giant shows up, the lights get all fucked up and weird in Cooper's room. Yeah. Yeah, and it just really makes it look like Cooper's like, no, I'm not looking at you, I'm not seeing you. Yeah. Uh, but The giant's like, hey, I'm sorry to wake you up, I forgot to tell you something. It's so, like, it, compared to every other supernatural thing in this show, it's so funny that it's just, like, so casual. It's very casual. Like, hey. Because, <laughs> again, the giant starts saying, I have three things to tell you. By the way, here's a fourth thing. And now he's like, Oh shit! Wait, there was a fifth thing. You know what? While I'm here, I think there was thing number six too. Listen, I'm just gonna stop numbering these. You should just listen. Yeah. I really got it. Listen, I, I usually have like a notepad. I keep this stuff written down on, but it filled up, and I haven't had a chance to get home and get a new one. I'm kind of Luke. The fact yeah. that you're yeah. slipping into Lady Luck voice is the funniest fucking thing that's ever <laughs> happened on this show. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he's just like, keep it cool, man. Don't just do it like one at a time. <laughs> yeah. One clue at a time, buddy, okay? Don't try to solve okay. the mystery at once. You you build a path laying one stone after another. And then uh, you know, three have seen the third man, but not his body. Yeah, only one has actually seen him. Only one known to you. Yeah. Um, and and also, he's like, you forgot something, and then shoots him with a Kamehameha beam. <laughs> <laughs> hits him hits him with a low grade key blast. The giant says, "Oh, one more thing, I forgot. You forgot something." Yeah. <laughs> and Cooper says, "Wait, what what did I forget?" And the, the giant turns into an energy wave and flies into him. <laughs> he hits him with the three point fade away. Yeah. <laughs> and then Cooper lays down, and he's like, "Fuck my keys." Uh, and then, yeah, we, uh, cut back to Renette Plasky. Yes, who is... Hey, this is creepy! Yeah. Takes a very sudden, very dark turn at the end here. Hey, this hospital fucking scary. Yeah. Yeah, no, they they filmed this really well into just making it, like, the worst place in the world. Mm -hmm. Um. Like, the lights are all flickering in here. Uh, and just like we're slowly zooming down uh, just random hallways until we get to Renette's room. And the way she is, she's just like slowly raising her hands. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, like you cut to. Uh, and like there is some like shit in this that is like not super like th- that could be hokey, but like. With the special effects earlier, it just makes it creepier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the first part does look like a cutscene from Mist, but <laughs> it gets worse. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but I feel like even like that, like, 
like post effects like zoom in on Bob. Yeah. Yes. Like just like makes it like wait what the fuck is going on yeah, and yes. then like it hits you with the other stuff like you're like what oh yeah. yeah Bob is like grinning and running at the camera and then it freeze fam- frames and zooms in all the way into like his teeth until like it's just abstract red and white shapes on the screen. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, Ronette's like having a seizure in her bed as we're seeing like a vision of what happened in the train car with like just shots of Laura like covered in filth and like screaming and Bob is just like beating her over and over again and roaring like an animal while like lightning is flashing on his face. And Laura is being, is that Bob or that Laura? It's both. They're yes. both here. Okay. No, I'm like the one where it's like. You see, like, a fucked up shot of, like, her with, like, blood. Yeah. Yeah, that floor. That shot is terrifying. Yeah, uh-huh. Scary, bro. And I, al- I also just managed to pause it on that frame. <laughs> yeah. Great job. Yeah, it's, uh, it's really intense. Like, we've talked before about, like, there has been fucked up stuff depicted on the show before. But, like, say, when it was showing Leo beating Shelly, they cut away before the actual beating starts. Yeah, they did not do that here. And, like, they they frame these shots in such a way that you don't literally see Bob hitting Laura, but you do see him, like, swinging his arms down and hitting something very hard just out of frame. And then cut yes. between that and shots of Laura screaming. Yeah, and just, like, the shot, I think of Renette, like, her eye, like, you just see her eye looking through the darkness at yeah. it. Because that was another thing, is that the person who was killing Laura was so focused on her that Renette was able to escape. Right, yeah. Like, they, they're not sure if, like, he, like, just forgot about Renette, or if he just was mainly intent on killing Laura and just lost track of her. But, yeah. And then we just end on just Laura's dead body and Bob, yeah, just screaming. Scary man. Yeah, real scary. Scary. Don't care for this guy. Yeah, it's no good. Seems like he sucks. D- he seems like he yeah. sucks and is no good. But that Twin Peaks. We're we're into season two of Twin Peaks, baby. Baby. Yeah, I think this episode has tons of like all time great scenes. Lots of really good like spotlight moments for side characters. Uh, sequences that are just like some of my favorite shit in the whole show. I just feel like some of the, like, scenes connecting those moments are, like, a little weak sometimes in a way that it hasn't been before now. They could have tightened it up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if this needed to be as long as it did. Yeah, shortening it probably could have helped and just, I said, there's just bits of dialogue that are, like, too hokey to take seriously, but too serious to treat as a joke. And, like, some of the jokes just, like, don't land right. Like, it's just... it. There's something a little off in the formula in this one. Yeah, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. you know. And, like, yeah, I think when people talk about season two sucking, I, A, I think that's a bit of an exaggeration, but B, I think it's stuff like that that's going to slowly get more and more prominent as we go. Yeah. Yeah, but there there is so much in this that I just love yeah. that I'm like, yeah. And we definitely still have lots of excellent stuff to go in original Twin Peaks. Even if it's gonna, you know... Slowly get weird. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it already got weird. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's gonna get weird in different ways. Let's fucking go. <laughs>
I need more sandwich scenes. Thank you. Yes. I hear I will. I hear I will get more <laughs> of this. I'm trying to think. There, it, it will not shock me at all. I'm trying to remember a sandwich scene. Not like literally the same. I just mean the vibes. No, I want sure. the vibes oh, yes. Back. Vibes, you will absolutely get the same vibes as that sandwich scene. I am here for the vibes. Yes. Well, we've come to the end of another episode, which means I gotta ask. Luke, I think it was that guy who we just saw killing Laura Palmer. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm I think not it was gonna Bob lie to you. <laughs> I think it might have been that guy who just killed her on screen. Mm, hmm. Interesting idea. Could have been that guy, I think. Could have been that guy. I, I I watched the clip of people watching the first, like, the, uh, the season one finale. Yeah. Uh, that was going around a bit. Uh, where someone was dressed up as, as Laura dead Palmer's Palmer, dead, bo- yeah. dead body. Uh-huh. And people were saying, like, guesses for who the killer was. Right. That, I don't know if they were jokes or not, but, like, also just seemed like fucking crazy things to say. It seemed like a lot of people were just picking, like, a random character to be a smartass. Yeah. They, they were doing to that news reporter what you people do to me every week. Yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, well, I have to do something. Yeah. What? What was? What were the ones that stuck out to you that people were saying? Um, I think someone uh said Leland. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think someone said Big Ed. Bro, <laughs> Big Ed isn't murdering Laura Palmer. No. But now that Leland's the devil, I'll believe anything. <laughs> but but Laura dying is what made him the devil. That's true. That's what turned him into this. Yeah, that's true. But also, he's the devil now. He is the devil now, is the thing about him. Maybe he went yeah. back in time and did it. <laughs> yeah. With his devil magic. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't he's think scary. This, I don't think this is the kind of show that does time travel. No, not really. Well, I, now that you've said that, I think they do. <laughs> Can't trust you. Yeah, that's it. Untrustable. Yeah. Am, I, am I being a little stinker, or am I pretending to be a little stinker in order to throw you off the set? I'm going to shoot you in real life. Yeah. <laughs> I, oh, Molly did it. I, Molly. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Molly killed Luke. Um, do we have any questions, yeah. Ashley? Yes. Uh, we already a- uh, answered the one for Craft Pants about, um, you know, people with uh, non-standard bodies. Non-standard bodies. Um, uh, but they also did say that uh, the giant show just got into to hoops. <laughs> Should have hooped. It's tall as yeah. hell. <laughs> he is tall as hell. That's just objective. <laughs> Should have hooped instead of giving all those cryptic messages. <laughs> Uh, from Alt Trainer uh, Comes onto the, the court, ext- wait I forgot something Then throws the ball <laughs> oh, and hits fuck. a three pointer <laughs> oh. uh, From Alt Trainer What's the most extravagant thing that you've had for room service? Ooh. You think I've ever ordered room service? That's for I rich people I feel like people. I definitely like did it once When my like parents were like Alright you can get like something from room service Mm-hmm. And like, it was probably just like I I, I want like a bowl like a, a nice bowl of cereal. Yeah. 
And, like, that was enough for me. And they were like, all right, this costs $20. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had... I, I don't think I've ever stayed anywhere with room service. The one that's jumping to mind for me is it was at, like, a PAX, I think. I think you were there, Chelsea, who I'm talking to, even though you're not on this episode. But you're in the room. That's so true. Uh, <laughs> and, like, it was a situation where, you know, we were at a hotel that was near the convention center. So... Like, we we needed breakfast, and, like, the only places to get breakfast were really expensive, and it was like, well, we can either, like, get dressed and go pay too much for breakfast, or we can not get dressed and have and pay too much for room service breakfast. I guess let's do that. That's fair. <laughs> got, got fancy hotel breakfast in our room. Yeah, that's, that's a fair yeah. one. Um, from, <laughs> what are you laughing uh, at, Chelsea? I just remember having like a peanut butter shake on the menu that was like $17. God, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, no, Fuck, it was dude. my because my mom flies a bunch, you know, she used to be a flight attendant. She has a billion like hotel points saved up. So oh, we were man. in like a pretty nice hotel just on her free hotel points. But that meant that it was like fancy and just everything was too fucking expensive. Listen, you can go to uh Kid Valley and get a uh peanut butter milkshake yeah yeah that's and so they'll true. misgender you too oh, and they'll well. do that that's true <laughs> what'd you say Man, i've been there since then i don't think free breakfast. it was too fancy of a hotel for free breakfast most oh no 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 continental no no continental breakfast you gotta pay come on we had some awful continentals on our trip Luke. yeah we did uh from nan pending uh if you had to get shot where Hmm. <laughs> like shoulders, like the the one everyone says. I feel like shoulders the easy answer. Yeah. Kneecaps are like the biggest. Yeah. No. 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 Yeah. That's that's a, that's a definite no. And I've heard like, like thighs can be like a really <laughs> dangerous place to get shot because you got those big veins down there. Yeah. 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 Yes. You bleed out real easy. I. I just I remember when I watched Terminator Two for the first time somewhat recently. Uh-huh. Uh. After he says, like, don't kill anyone, he only does kneecap shots. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, man, that sucks. I guess, like, my left foot would be fine. Then it's going to fuck up, like, you're walking, though. It's already fucked up. That's fair. I I, I was also thinking, like, what part of my body do I want to punish for being cruel to me specifically? That's fair. That's fair. I'm thinking through, like, okay, it's going to hurt pretty bad no matter where I go. Obviously, yeah, some things like yes. kneecap will hurt worse. So pa- I can't really mitigate the pain. The main thing I would, like, don't want it to be in a lethal spot, and I don't want it to be a spot that, like, that injury is going to permanently, like, fuck up my mobility in that area. It's like, shoulder I'd be worried about because, like, ah, then my arm's not going to work well, like, even after it heals. It's weird. I think I'm going to go, like, straight through the palm of a hand. Ooh. Ooh, it's good. It, that listen, was it's not going to be fun no matter where it goes. But I feel like that's that injury's not gonna like. I mean, you're gonna be mobile, but that hand is gonna be fucked up forever because it's gonna rip all the tendons that go to your fingers. Yeah, yeah I guess that's true. Yeah, yeah, the tendons and the nerves are gonna get real fucked up. Hey, with that. this question sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Don't they? Is there like a place where you can like in like? Nah, we shouldn't get into this any further. <laughs> we don't have to do this. But Thank I guess my answer is the foot. My answer is the hand. You could take one of my toes off. That'd probably be fine, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, just blow off my pinky toe. Who cares? Yeah, just take off a toe. 
My answer is my dick. <laughs> four, four straight gender reassignment surgery. <laughs> Taps head. <laughs> you know, hey, I'm I'm not a medical professional. I didn't realize a gun was the tool they used for that <laughs> surgery. <laughs> it's just it's, it's really like awkward. It's like an OBGYN, but like instead of, it's just like a shotgun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> All right, I'm not going to top that on. <laughs> Next question. Uh, from Violets in Black. Uh, there's a lot of shady people in Twin Peaks, uh, the town with the hidden dark side. Right. Some are villains, some are scumbags, but who's the biggest dirtbag? <sighs> there's no dirtbags in this town. Big Ed's probably the closest you can get. I, I would say, like, Bobby is on the line between scumbag and dirtbag. Bobby has been a scumbag who is going through a redemptive arc towards dirtbag. Yeah, but also yeah. he's too young for me to want to do this for him. Sure. Yeah, I, I would just say, like, him being young is why I would say he's a dirtbag more than a scumbag. I think that's that's fair. He's got room to grow. Hey, remember yes. how Laura told James Bobby did a murder? I, yeah. still, I still don't believe I do. that. <laughs> It really never comes up again after that first episode, huh? Not really. That just, I mean, whatever. That just feels like Bobby likes talking big shit. That, you know, that would make sense. Yeah. Bobby I also said he was going to go kill Leo, so, uh... Yeah. Yeah, but then he just also, fucked around with James all night. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay, also, yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, you don't think, like, Laura would try and, like, pull one over on James just to see exactly how stupid he is? That's also true. Yeah, She's starting okay. to seem like the kind of girl who would say some shit just to see if he would believe it and then laugh what he did. Right. Yep, yep, that makes sense. Which means I love her. <laughs> Firewalk With Me is going to be a fun episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. I have the DVD. Yeah. Listen, we got listen, we got 21 more season twos to Yeah, do we have first. half a year to get through. <laughs> Uh, and last question from actual Fox Lexi, uh, who is actually a fox. So true. Um, how would you try to get people hooked on your second season? Well, I think I would do that by blowing up the universe and then implying it got rebooted with the good guys <laughs> and the bad guys this time. <laughs> we did do that, didn't we? Yeah. Hmm. I was trying to like think of where my second season would like be on... Like in like my lifetime, right? Season two of your life, yeah. And I came up with an answer, but I don't know if it's funny. Okay, well, uh oh, it's up to you whether you want to share it. I suppose. I feel like this is I've about to be about shared... Chicago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. Fail share suicide Chicago, baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the cliffhanger. Jesus. God. I mean, if Twin Peaks has taught us anything, it's that failed suicides are good season finale cliffhanger material. Ashley, how long were you in a coma? Um, it was more like Cooper, where it's like, how long has it been? <laughs> it's, it's been two hours, Ashley. Like, oh shit, fuck. <laughs> I still got class then. <laughs> <laughs> this oh, got beans. dark. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I guess it's when when would if if I'm I, I hmm. I'm trying to pinpoint season two of Molly's life, uh-huh. which I guess is either getting married or getting a divorce or both. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's just how it is. Right. 
Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't have any good answers for this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't want anybody to get hooked on my second season. <laughs> Luke, where can we find you online? <laughs> you can find me on AudioEntropy.com along with, uh, paid, no, what? Luke, wow. what's your fucking Twitter account? That's a gr- what? Did, where did I just go? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, where are you? You? The red, you went to the red room. I think I was about to do Ashley's plugs. <laughs> 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 I think I was almost about to say as well as Patreon.com slash Ashley Lee Minor. Give Ashley your I, fucking money. <laughs> I, I said, Luke, where can we find you instead of Molly? And it fucked everything <laughs> up. <laughs> You can find me on Twitter at SSJ Speed Racer, as well as AudioEntropy.com, where I do other shows, such as Idol on Playtest, a show where I got people hooked on the second season by blowing up the universe and then starting it over with the good guys as the bad guys. It's true. Banger. Yeah, and the second Frankly. season's uh, ending right around the corner here. Yep. When you hear this episode, we will be halfway through our four-part finale. Yep. That's fucked up. That is fucked up. Also, it's too far away. Yeah. Ashley, where can we find you on the internet? You can find me at your brand with the underscore tornado dash on Tumblr. You can also find me at patreon.com slash Ashley Lee Minor. Give Ashley your fucking money. Give Ashley your fucking money. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at your friend Molly, the Y-E-R. You can find me at audioentropy.com. I need mayo.com. The second best game.club where our Dragon Age Origins episode is out. That game sucks ass. Um, and... Uh, that's it. I'm done doing plugs. This is a long-ass episode. <laughs> Actually, yeah. get us out of here. Until next time. Damn Fine Podcast. Damn Fine Podcast.